Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 181 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. You may have noticed something a bit different on the video page. If you are watching through YouTube, we got ourselves a brand new overlay, finally, and it looks wonderful. So That's yeah, awesome. We need a whole story on this one. First off, a big thanks to Barry Sarivo, who actually drew this up for us. It's all hand-drawn, looks excellent. Uh, he also has an Instagram that goes by that same name. That's B-A-R-R-Y-S-A-R-A-I-V-A. Look him up. He said he's willing to do work and whatnot. So big shout out to him. Oh, cool. Big thanks to him for doing this. I felt like there was so much imagination and creativity thrown into this overlay. And it really channels Carrick and I's discussions. And um, Carrick kind of said, I want to go with more of a samurai thing. Obviously, I took the more KOTOR route. Give me the vibro blade. And uh, now we need a, a bit of story time surrounding this because this was weeks in the making and originally if you're looking at the video page right now you'll see two little banners draping from the side the reason those were added is because originally they were not there and the screen ended right at the edge of the the video uh monitors oh, gotcha. we'll call it so the overlay was too small meaning that when we do the 1280 by 720 on youtube it would have stretched the image and it just wouldn't have looked as good and so we had to think of a way to fill in the blank. <laughs> and so he said, don't worry, I got an idea. And it ended up working out and making the image look even better. So you got Darth Maddie on the right side and ACG on the left side with uh, Carrick's logo and everything. It looks looks excellent. So a huge yeah, thank you to very Barry. Cool. And uh, be sure to give his, his work a look. Like I said, Barry Sariva on Instagram. I always think that overlays, even though I don't have one, um, I but I think they make things look 10 times more professional. Yeah. I mean, like they just... they. They look good. Yes. They help. It's just fun to have our faces in something, I feel. You know, I've just yep. always I've always been like that. I mean, originally we started this podcast, it was literally three pixel arts. You know, that's all it was. Right, me, right, no, I remember no, that. And they were just little 8-bit pixel arts. And it was awesome. It, it had a little flavor to it. But it's kind of cool to see how much it's evolved and how we get viewers involved. And we're always looking for more artwork and, and artists to work with. So if you're out there and you are interested in doing something with us, I'm sure we can find a way to put you to work. So be sure to contact us on Twitter at G27Status or at Jeremy Penter and let us know. Um, as always, you can flick a buck at our Patreons. It supports the show, keeps the lights on here. Um, you get early <laughs> access to this podcast if you support my Patreon. Um, you also get access to the Discord. Lots of cool benefits there. We chat a lot. We were chatting after the Game Awards quite a bit, which is going to be the obviously main focal point of this podcast. So now, without further ado, let's get right into it. Carrick, where do you want to start with this? Because I'm honestly, I don't even think I'm going to do timestamps because I feel like we're just going to bounce all over the place. But I'm going to let you just pick the starting point. A game, an announcement, okay, award. Uh, or... I'll start out pissy. You start out good. How about that? Fair I'll enough. start out. Okay, you're the Sith in the um in the picture, and I'm the I'm the samurai. So this time, or no, you're a Jedi in this picture. No, I'm the technically overlay, a Sith because he calls me Darth Maddie. Tech- so. <laughs> okay, so we'll reverse roles this one time. But um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been as mad as when they announced behind the scenes. By the way that Ashen had been removed from the Windows mm. game, game Pass um, secretly and been moved over to Epics. And um, so many people I know, 
Like that was one of their big things. Like they were incredibly excited. There were huge plans. People, you know, going to get it, you know, Game Pass. It was, by the way, I looked at the Wayback Machine, the YouTube Wayback Machine. It was absolutely for sure marketed as that. Um, the secretive thing bothered the fuck out of me. Right. I mean, it really legitimately made me angry because I feel like, can't blame the devs, obviously. This is a publisher thing. Um, Anarupa or whatever the company is paid enough money that they paid whatever fines, if there were fines available that they needed to pay, and they got um, they worked with Epic and got it on there. Hmm. And to me, it's one more platform. And as somebody who plays on multiple platforms, I can tell you, it ain't always a pretty fucking picture, dude. Like, there's a lot of times, even Ubisoft uh, PC Star Wars Bridge Commander, or Star Trek Bridge Commander is a VR game. You have your PSVR version, you have your PC version. And I would say of the hundred times I've played that, I connected correctly the first time zero times. Right. Like, it took multiple attempts. We've got all these different fucking, you know, you've got Bethesda, you've got your Epic, you've got your Steam, you've got your GOG. You play. It's, <laughs> dude, it's just really becoming... It's just really insane is all. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying they're bad or anything. It's just I think it was underhanded in the way it was done. It was done secretly because there were people in my stream who were, like, getting it on Windows. And then two minutes later were like, wait, they just changed. I refreshed the page, and it went from delivered on this date or whatever to TBA. And then Ooh. it went away to just coming soon. And right. so now it's like, when? Well, yeah, and that's... And- and for those who, who think, honestly, I don't I even say you start all pissy because, like, in a sense, you have been saying for, it feels like years to me, how, how excited you were for Ashen. Not that yeah. the game's been touched up, but um, still, that's like an unfortunate change. And I feel like often these launchers, a lot of folks are like, you know, why is it happening? Why do we have all of them all over the place? And, and it's just companies trying to remove the middlemen and get as much money as possible. Like streaming, right? Yeah. I mean... It's why you see, you know, everyone's, it's a collaborative industry, but everyone's also has to look after themselves to some extent. It's why you see YouTubers, pretty much every YouTuber I'm friends with has a Patreon tied to their channel, you know, because just so much shit can fluctuate. So it's like, it's good to have that steady source, that reliable income, and and also allows you to connect with more viewers. So I, I, but um, it also eliminates in the YouTube sense, you know, the middleman of uh, demonetization and what have you. Right. So I feel like there's just the industry side of that. Um, are you still, I mean, it's out now, right? Mm-hmm. So are you planning on reviewing yeah. that? Cause you were, I mean, you were, I you were on, really pumped. <laughs> I was really pumped, pumped. And I very almost never get um, like super emotionally connected to something. So like excitement will be there, but Hey, if it goes bad, it goes bad. That's sort of the way I felt here. Right. I got it on Xbox. I played it. I got to say, basically, what I've played is it's open world Dark Souls. Mm. And it really is. Like, it's so Dark, Dark Souls. Dark Souls 1. It looked like yeah, Dark but, Souls when I looked it up. Yeah, it, but the world is so much bigger, Matty. Like, that's the best part of the game. Mm. Every Dark Souls has always really been about tunnel, t- stairwell, tunnel this, and then find a secret passage that goes back to your campfire. Like, that. Right. that's the just, you know, that's like the one, two, three of it. This dude, you come out of this area and you look down and you're like, Oh shit! Full time co op, or yeah, uh, with so. AI, so you can do either one. So you can have an AI guy who helps you through all the stuff, or you can turn the AI off and go by yourself. Um, so far, what I've played in the fir- up to the first boss, I would agree with what everybody else has been saying. 
it's pretty awesome until you get to that first boss, and then you're like, this is incredible. So, oh, I thought you were about to change the the, the pace there. I thought you were to be like, eh, no, wow, no, it's it's at wow, ninety. Okay. It's at 90 or 91 on Metacritic wow. by the two companies that reviewed it. Yeah, so, it, like, uh, my hat's off to them. I'm going to support them because I know the devs have nothing to do with that. Right, right. But, this, and the store thing being separate, the game, at least right now, is is nailing the shit out of it. So. Good. I'm happy for yeah. you. I'm happy for you. I, you know, I know you say, like, how, how you handle game excitement. It's the right way of handling it. But I, I know you, you're very outspoken about how much you were, yeah. you were looking forward to it. So I'm glad it's, it's panning out for you. And once I saw it was out today, I was like, oh, my God. Because I just picked up Banner Saga Trilogy this week. Uh, yeah. Almost done I can't with the wait first to game. see you play that. Yeah, dude. First, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, first game's really good so far. Um, only thing I have an issue with, and I feel like it's a, just kind of like a dated issue more so than anything, is um, the way that... They deliver dialogue. It, it, yeah, yeah, exactly that. The panning and, and sort of just <laughs> yeah. like there's not even a sound effect when you like click through the text. Yeah, I've been spoiled with Dang and Rampa. It's easily the best visual novel series ever. Not that uh, Banner Saga is, but the way that that game delivers text-based storytelling um, with little sound effects from the characters, yeah. from the text box, it just brings it to life and kind of holds your attention a little bit more. Where um, this game lacks a little bit of that sizzle, which doesn't yeah. make it a bad game by any means. It's excellent. I love the combat. Um, invested in the story. Obviously, the art to me is is probably the best part of it all. That's just something that always draws me to a game. Is and uh, you know that was recorded in their back alley, right? That they're the the combat, dude. That those are real people doing that. Did you know that? What do you mean? So so those cartoon dudes in the real time combat right. are people that they mo capped in somebody's backyard. So if really? that's why they look the way they do. Yeah, they're mo-capped, and then they put the polygons over them. So the guy was talking about, like, when you see somebody swing a sword, get hit, and then fall down and die. Like, you know how they die? Like, they'll, like, collapse like, over. That's a dude in somebody's backyard. That's insane. Like, isn't that insane? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> no, you. you continue. That, that's right. ridiculous. Yeah, so I've been chipping through that, then Smash Brothers. And, and now oh. it's like Ashen looks great. And I'm obviously not dropping Smash Brothers. I'm not dropping Banner Saga, especially because yeah. Banner Saga is not like a huge commitment. Like first game's like ten hours, twelve hours. You know, mm -hmm. it's nothing crazy where it's it's not like it's going to be eating up all my time. And I also want to play Persona. Like this is the first time. Oops, I dropped my pen. This is the first December though in, I think ever where I'm like, wow, this is probably busier than September right. or October was for me. It's crazy. And did you see, I don't know if you saw the Game Pass releases just for this month, but the number of titles that are going to be free on Game Pass is in fucking insane. Below is coming out on the 14th. I don't know if you've seen I that. I saw that, yeah. See, that's one that um, when I saw, I was like, oh, that, I, I thought that's been out for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think so I was did mixing everybody, it up you know, with Rhyme. No, no you were, I, I bet you you weren't. It was supposed to be. Supposed to be out at least a year ago, if not two, mm. and then it disappeared. And so... A lot of people this morning, when we were looking at the list, were like, "Oh, I thought that was out already. Is that is that just moving over?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, dude, this is this is like the full release." So I got to ask you on Banner Saga, um, the combat. One of the reasons why I love it so much is the ability to basically choose the stars and overpower your attack mm -hmm. just a little bit. So there's this feeling of like, you know, how far do I like how far do I want to push it? And I I think that. I, I think the reason why I like Banner Saga is because there's only one or two mechanics that are unique. The rest are specials for whatever right. your character is. Um, I just feel like they nailed it when it comes to the strength armor system. And it's like, mm -hmm. I know I'll do this and I'll hit 
for this, and it just felt right. It reminds me a lot of a game I played this year that I really liked, Octopath Traveler. So that's a compliment. Oh, um, Octopath has the boost system, just like the willpower system in Banner Saga, where you... Banner Saga. Yeah, willpower, you, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You like load up and do extra damage. And mm-hmm. just like in Banner Saga, where you want to take down their armor to then hit their their strength, they call it, which is their their health pool. Their hit points, yeah. Um, in, in Octopath, I, you can hit their health pool, but like it's it serves you best to hit their armor with a weakness, uh, break their armor, and then they're stunned. So it kind of works the same, and I really like that in Octopath. So to get kind of more of that, but I also liked how if I built a character a certain way, I, mm-hmm. I put on a let, one of my uh, archers. I, I gave her Puncture, I believe. I'm still kind of learning skills, so I apologize if I'm um, not nailing the exact name, but pretty much it let me. So it gave me a percentage chance that sometimes I'd shoot right through the armor, and since she attacked from a distance, it was really good. So you'd have one of these big brawny dredge guys coming at you who has like 19 health and she just shoot him for nine damage, even yeah. though he had full armor and it was, it was like, Oh wow. I'm, I'm building this character in a good way. Um, it reminds me of an adventure game too. The little, little choices as your choices. Yeah. Along. Yeah. And, and some of them are like, a, it, it's exactly like how I, I appreciate what CD project red did with Thronebreaker. It's like, there's immediate and then there's like prolonged, Choice and consequence. Choice, like, yeah. Certain things happen right away. You're like, oh, damn. Or, oh, all right. And there's times where it's like, you know, like five hours later, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they're building and, characters and I, well. What did you think about the food system? Because that is what I liked is like you're mm. walking in the banner. And I love that it's a banner. Like, right. That's what you're moving across. Like it's onomatopoeia, right? It's mm-hmm. the perfect name. It, the name fits what you're seeing. Yeah. And I love when you're on your wagon and you can just hear like, as you're rolling the wagon and then it's like you've met two centaurs do you want to fight them you know blah 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 and you're like you're like if you take them it costs you food which does cost a lot of money especially later in the game and but if it and they can fight for you but if you don't then like you'll have food for your people which means they won't leave because sometimes they'll just fucking you'll get that thing where it's like you've lost you know yeah you you decide to be a good guy you let them into your camp and then they and then people get mad and and leave or yeah people get yeah or they leave Oh God! Yeah, yeah. I think it's because they they designed a, the the skill system in a very intelligent manner. Because you have the renown, which builds mm-hmm. up as you kill things, uh, not at a fast rate, and as you make some right choices, they'll even award you bonus renown. And so, uh, when you get like a surplus, which to me at this point in the game, I'm like, oh, 25. Let's go. I can level someone up. Uh, but then you got to realize, oh, I have to spend this renown on supplies maybe potential items to give other characters buffs like part of the reason Alette is so good for me is because she has an item that also allows her to dodge for strength right so anytime someone gets close to her and swings there's a really good chance that it misses and that's fucking amazing uh so i think because all those core needs for a player like in any rpg you're just like i need all this stuff i want to get all of it they they play off the idea that an rpg is a hoarder you want to get all your supplies. You want to get of all course, your items. Right. You want to help. You want you want to maximize any return on any choice you make, and you can just never do it. There's always someone losing somewhere. Uh, maybe yeah. this character. You know, it's the one RPG where I've actually sacrificed leveling up characters immediately because I trusted in my tacticianing and combat abilities to instead right. buy supplies for my caravan to keep morale up. And to, to make sure I can make an intelligent decision when someone came up to me rather than, like, a desperate choice. So I, I really liked how the game does choice and consequence. It's it's different in a good way. 
and I agree with you on the budget thing. I think in a weird way, like I hate the, I don't hate them, but I, I'd never felt that the slide transition is very smooth. Mm. There was always, for me at least, on my system, I don't remember. You're playing on a Switch, right? Yep. Yep. So when, when they transfer, when they go like, and the guy slides and they go to a different, you're like, yeah. a person's there, you're talking to him, it goes, do, do you get a stutter there? Or is it actually a fairly smooth no, transition smooth. at all times? Okay, cool. So that's, that's the only issue I got. Because sometimes they'll, just the way they align the, the way they, models, yeah. I'm just like, why is... Why is this person talking to this guy, but they're standing side by side? And he's there we go. At me. Okay. I'm like, what? Yeah. wait, what? <laughs> there so, we go. That's awesome. I, I imagine, I hope rather, that this is stuff that's fixed in Banner Saga 2 and 3. They um, get better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, sure. I've heard they only get better. It's it's a fantastic series. It's why I'm I'm giving them a full rip with the, the trilogy. So, Are yeah. you going to review this, dude? I feel like I might at this point. Um, I would if I were you. Yeah. I mean, it's like just do it. No, and just so you know, not a lot of people reviewed Banner Saga 3 anyway. Yeah. So if you were reviewing Banner Saga Trilogy, like... I was going to say, I, I think I have a, a good perspective for it, right? Like, I'm an RPG guy, and, and plus... I, coming I off Octopath. That. Yeah, coming off Octopath too. yeah. I mean, what did you think of the music? I, 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 I fucking good. adore the music. Uh, it, oh, it, it's... Oh, it's... It does what yeah. we we compliment in games often is like like when the caravan's traveling, it really doesn't use music. It's just like right. the, the wheels turning, and I, I've always liked that. Just kind of the the, the environments, the the chatter, mm-hmm. uh, and then when music picks up, like when you approach a godstone, I'm like, all right, like vocals is yeah. good. Um, I also it gets re- better, just so you know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I, I was thinking. Better. I was like, okay, Banner Saga one, we call it old, but it's relatively dated. Um, yeah for sure and not a, in a bad way but um i was like all right if i'm enjoying this then i imagine two and three which trying to move things forward are, are, are probably going to be completely up my alley right um, yeah so i'm, I'm really cool. enjoying it That's thus awesome. far back to the game awards and- though what do you what do you think of some of the awards i guess was was there any like standout surprises because because for me um i i'd have to say i was a little sh- not shocked that's not the right word I thought because Red Dead Redemption 2 was rolling like a lot of us expected. They're like, yeah, Red Dead won this, it won that. I thought it was going to win Game of the Year. Were you a little surprised maybe that God of War took it home? Not surprised because the game's fantastic, but surprised because Red Dead was just on such a roll. I would say no, but it's only connected to what you and I talked about. It might have been last podcast. It might have even been the podcast before where I said there's a certain chapter. You know Mm -hmm. the chapter I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? So an interactive game, obviously, especially an open world game, depending on how you hit that chapter, it could really blow up the way you play. Like it could really change. It could like delay things. It could make the poignancy go away. With God of War, it was a little bit more one, two, three. So I think it just right. delivered story, story, story. And so I was, I was actually okay with any of them winning, um, including Spider-Man, because one of my favorite NPCs ever in a game is in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't too I wasn't too shocked because I also don't know you know the people who vote I think it's 90% journalists 10% random or or the other way around but we don't know all the games they played and Red Dead's such a big game that I also just wonder if more people beat God of War like Very true. You know it's what I mean? Time like to beat, critique, analyze. Yeah, cuz Red Dead people are still playing it right now. Maybe right. they think I don't want to give it game of the year if the online sucks, yeah, right? Maybe fair. there's that. There's fa- that's yeah, fair. that's fair. Yeah, no, that's so. that's good by them, you know. And I, like I said, I don't, I would never argue God of War. What I thought, what I found neither. most surprising was a full snuff of Spider-Man. It didn't win anything. Yeah, how crazy is that? I thought for sure 
you know, that would have something. I, so, yes. Like, I expected them to win voice or, um, even though I knew there was a, probably a small chance, voice or story, narrative, the, 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 what was it? It was like Best narrative, narrative, right? Yeah. Best narrative. I, I expected them to probably win that. Um, I think that the thing that hurts uh, Spider-Man is that in the end, it was a bit Ubisoft, a, a little bit. Yeah. So game, I think I can design wise, but I think yeah. the story was. No, I good. do too. I'm just saying, I think people remember that more. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort mm-hmm. of, it's almost like you have a good relationship, but that one thing the person does pisses you off. Yeah. And, and then God of War comes along and you're like, it was just 18 hours of awesome, right? Or gotcha. Red Dead comes along and it's 18 hours of experience. I can see Spider-Man not winning. Um, but any of I them, gotcha. I would have been fine with. I didn't play Celeste, though, admittedly. Same. I'm glad that it did win something, though, because it seemed like a lot of people were big on it. And uh, yeah. I guess it had some mental health uh, message within it. It, it. Yeah, I don't know what that even yeah. was about. I, it honestly made me want to play it more. Like, I was curious because yeah. you know, I saw it on a lot of lists, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been outspoken about mental health in the past. So when he, he came up, uh, I forgot, I apologize. I forget the, the guy who kind of led the game. Uh, what his name is, but you know when he when he gave his speech about how he's like you know if, if this game got you through a tough time that's that's you that's not us like you found yeah. that within yourself I was like all right this is like a really genuine kind hearted dude who clearly made like a really powerful game and and so uh, it's something that's on my list now it's definitely one I want to get around to and it's probably on sale because of the game award sale I'll have to give that a look for sure but uh, there's just so many great games to go and try to play now it's it's a good ass time to be a gamer. Uh, yeah it's it's insane it's insane to go through that list i told you i wish there was 10 games on each list i really do believe that that would have been more fair but Mm -hmm. the ones that they put on there like even obra din one which blows me away to be honest oh yeah wasn't that surprising a little indie game got like visual whatever or art you know that that surprised me i had it had to have been either that or or octopath though one of those two was was had to have taken home that because it was unique it was just, yeah, there's nothing like it. That's the thing. I, I feel like art is so complex, but it can be easy to identify right away. Like, you can look at Octopath or Oberdin and be like, there's nothing that looks like this. Right. And so yeah. I, I think that leads, that's easy to appreciate. It's like, wow, this this is this took thought for someone to create this style, um, this style of art and, and bring it into a world that it, it makes sense with. Like with, I, I can't speak for the Oberdin because I've, I've never played it, but um, with like Octopath, because of its art style, it kind of ties to nostalgia, which is some of its gameplay loops as well. So it feels like a connected experience to the past, but yet it's modernized by certain aspects of Unreal Engine 4. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's why I think it's easy to appreciate a game like that where. I feel like environmentally, you look at it like Red Dead was on that list. Environmentally, that's art um design wise it's art but it doesn't look like i guess like a like a hand drawn thing kind of like maybe over right where it's like you know someone actually stenciled something out or whatever yeah i think they did such a good job like mm-hmm. there were so many there's yeah so many good games yeah and what did you think of the the show in general i, I loved Jeff it did a good I, job yeah i think he um so the thing with I, you know we've talked and joked about this but like especially with gamers awards and stuff you know you remember the old days when it was always trying to be extreme like it was always like fucking you know doritos and mountain mm-hmm. dew x and fucking rockstar and stuff and i 
uh, other than them announcing, which we can talk about for sure if you want, but them announcing esports versus role-playing game, of all things, in the live show, which blew me away that they didn't announce the role-playing game in the, in the main yeah, that actual was, event. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Yeah, I think overall they tried to keep it fairly like business-like, and I honestly think that's the best way to do it. Occasional jokes... But instead, don't, you know, don't try to hire the most epic comedian at this time. Be like, this is important. It's one day out of the year. It's not a comic festival. Mm-hmm. It's time for people to come together and fucking talk and celebrate games. And that's what Jeff said at the end. And I thought it was right where he's like, you know, and multiple people did. They were like, all these people are here. And it's because they all like games. And there's something insanely powerful about that. I think that was the esports gamer might have said it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was very cool, man. Like, I think. I I just didn't like that they would say so and so won also for this. So they they'd be like, this this game won for narrative direction, and as the people are walking up, they'll be like, and this game also won for this other award. And you're like, really? Like they mm-hmm. we couldn't have them win twice or show them win twice. There was a couple things that I had an issue with there, but nothing yeah. nothing huge. I nothing think major. I think they really improved on what was an issue for the show a lot of years in a row. It was um, <laughs> it was those awards that they show in the pre-show you know like what they do is like let's say they announced bayonetta last year and then they just go oh by the way best rpg of the year is uh, whatever and they go all right next we got like you know they do what jeff did where he's like you know here are the entries and he kind of lets the crowd react yeah. to each entry and then he announces it obviously he doesn't have as much like wow factor as you know the, the big ones that are on the main stage but i feel like you know with, with gaming um Every genre appeals to everybody for a different reason or another, uh, where I feel like what was on the main stage, it was smart what they what they picked. Um, like I said, best indie game, obviously game of the year, best narrative, best sound, that type of stuff. That was stuff that I felt, you know, should have been on the main stage. Do I, I, don't, I totally agree as an RPG fan, like RPG should have been right up there but uh yeah it's the only one i would say yeah. i was i was genuinely like that's a cornerstone of all gaming is rpgs yeah it really is i, I agree yeah and um, that's the only one that's yeah but over, overall um i thought the show was great i thought <clears throat> it was a good mix of announcements trailers world premieres and I thought the commercials weren't overkill. They, from what I remember, and I, I should highlight this before I go any further. W- once the Outer Worlds got revealed, I, I still had the show on. I was still like glancing back and forth, but I was definitely very involved in doing my in-depth analysis. Otherwise, I would have been up even later. I didn't get to bed till like two a.m. because I was working on the whole trailer the whole time. Um, but I didn't see any like ridiculous ads like Spotify. That kind of makes sense because Jeff had a podcast series with them, and it was interviewing all these audio directors for the games that were listed on that uh, best audio design or whatever for the year. I thought that was smart. Dolby kind of makes sense. You know, these ads for certain games like PUBG was all over the place. Uh, So was Fortnite. I I felt like it wasn't like they were just desperately taking money from other non-gaming affiliated companies, but like people who actually cared about games or had some resemblance in the industry. Right. And I thought, yeah. I think that's important because with a lot of folks, ads never really click well. So they have to right. be done right. And, and you were just mentioning earlier some of the ridiculous ones we've seen. So I feel like they this was probably the best one yet. They, they really took a lot of criticism off the chin and, and really built something that I think many gamers can be proud of. 
Um, yeah, for sure. I, I like I I just feel like it's the like I said prior to the podcast. I feel like it it sets a bar that is amazing to have set, but also could be a little frightening because you know there's definitely some things they could have fixed in my book, but there was a lot that went right. Right, and it's going to be fun to see like how that works out the next time. You know, mm-hmm. do you have as, as as big of announcements? Also, he blew it away with like three the three the three console providers standing yeah. up together and just being like we're just here for games and i don't think people really realize that for some of us not everybody but for some of us that's insane like that's unheard of that's not you may find out that these guys like each other outside of work but you would the companies themselves don't want that they do not want sony and microsoft standing next to each other and it was so cool to just see them out there like yeah we're just talking about games you know yep Absolutely. I, I thought that was tremendous and, and probably very hard to orchestrate because based off what Jeff said, he he seemed to be stating that he was pushing for that for a really long while. So mm. um, that but I feel like they could also top this year because from what I am aware of, they start planning the next game awards before the current one would even start is over. Yeah, yeah. It even starts. Correct. And and so. There are definitely games, like I'd say, one we'll get into in, in a second, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That's definitely an announcement that was held by Nintendo until the Game Awards, because it probably it's not coming until, I'd imagine, next year at some point. And um, so that's one that they can kind of sit on and just be like, <laughs> we got an exclusive Marvel game. <laughs> you know, Have right. fun, Sony. Wait for Spider-Man PS4 to have its run and then announce that, right? So, yeah. Um, Let's actually get into some of these announcements, and and we'll just keep with it with Spider Man or Spider Man Jesus with uh, Ultimate Alliance three. Were you were you as blown away as I was by this? I don't know. Were you were you a big fan of uh, the Ultimate Alliance games one and two? Fuck yes. Okay, good answer. <laughs> fuck yes. No, dude, I've got the fucking Xbox three sixty version installed, and I have the PC versions which suck installed, and I still played them even yeah, though they suck. Fuck it. Yep. Right. Uh, um, there, but you can't even like rebind the the uh, controls the right way on the PC. Yeah, dude, um, the PS4 version was awful at launch. I still played it in beta. I was like, oh, these games exactly. are so good. Oh, dude. Uh, well, you know me. I like Skylanders because it's like Gauntlet. Well, this is like Gauntlet to me. I mean, the the those games were mm-hmm. Gauntlet, but with with superheroes. Dude, they're fantastically fun. They're brainless games, and they're that level between a Batman-style game, and Lego. They're right in the middle. Yeah. They're, like, somewhat serious, but not always serious. And, man, I was excited to see it announced, Maddie. but I gotta say, I'm so stoked that... I, I'm stoked, and I hate it. I'm stoked that Nintendo's got third-party support enough to do that exclusive. That's but true. That's very I true. I don't want it exclusive only because everybody I know don't have a Switch. And, and I want to play that on my console. I gotcha. Yeah, see, I feel like I agree. I, I totally agree. But I also think this is kind of the good third-party game to have exclusive on Switch. It's not as demanding, yep. I'd say, as like a Spider-Man PS4, which which right. people absolutely ran out and bought consoles for. I don't feel like Ultimate Alliance 3, while well, you and I love it, I, I, I have played Ultimate Alliance. It's got to be up there with one of the games, I've the first one that I've played the most in my lifetime. I have right. already played that game a disgusting amount just because I was obsessed as a kid. And then they re-released it, and I played it through a bunch more times. Like, it's just a really fun game. 
but I feel like there isn't that huge demand, at least I think, yeah. for Ultimate Alliance 3, where so many folks are going to be running out to buy consoles. I think it's it's an over-the-top type of game where um, someone might see Zelda and then go, oh, shit, and an exclusive Marvel game. Someone might see Odyssey and go, oh, shit, and an exclusive Marvel game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's that. It's kind of like the bonus. You know, they'll buy the console for another reason, but it'll be seeing that Marvel game as well that maybe it'll be a bundle, a tie-in, or something along those right. lines. But as a, you know, as someone who loves Ultimate Alliance, I, I am so excited to see who is working on it, too. It's Team Ninja and, and uh, Tech yeah. Mokoe, like, you know, the, the people who do the Warriors games. And that was that was wonderful to see. Uh, um, Team Ninja, I don't know what they've worked on recently, but I have to look. Do you have that well, on Well, Team tab? Ninja used to be Nintendo, or used to be uh, uh, Ninja Game. Yeah. yeah. I know, and that's so, why I was like, well, it's not a new Ninja Gaiden like I want. I, I No, but the combat could be improved, right? Yeah. I think that's where you're going, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing I've noticed with the Ultimate Alliance series is you have the first one, which was more stat-driven. Um, there was a lot of like, upgrading characters. Yeah, RPG elements yeah. tied to there. But then the second one was more of like making a choice in the middle of the game and, and then... You know, two separate stories. Your paths. powers branch out this way. And, yeah. yeah. And also the addition of, like, combined ultimate attacks. Where mm. do you think 3 is going now that we have a completely developer having their hands on it? I honestly do think the combined thing is actually... Uh, so, did they say multiplayer? Yes, I read the press release. They said, like, okay. four-player co-op. Let me, let me grab it one more time just to read it out for the, everyone. The thing that will blow me away, and I think the ultimate combos are definitely going to be there but i think there is something amazing so this is gauntlet i'm a big fan of gauntlet already a, a hand handheld gauntlet's going to be awesome but the idea of all three like if i was with four friends we were all playing the switch right and we're, we're all different characters we don't know all you're seeing is your screen like mm -hmm. most of the games so if we played this on the xbox it would be one screen for everybody but this is going to be four screens for everybody and so I feel that there's a little bit more teamwork that they might ask of the player, which might be really interesting mm. because Ooh. you're not going to see where somebody is, right? So it's like, it might, what if you're all playing and you're getting your butt kicked and you're like, come down to the, you know, tube or come down to the fucking, you know, this main bad guy and help me out. And the person runs down there and you do your ultimate with them. And it might, might cause a little bit more strategy, a little bit more impact from the gamers because they can't see everything. Sometimes being omnipresent works and it's fun, but it, it can lead to like almost lazy gameplay. I think that Team Ninja could be like, hey man, since you're not gonna be able to, you're only gonna see your screen, if this guy goes out of the screen, how are we gonna mm -hmm. ask them to communicate? And you could have some really cool ideas. You know, Absolutely. I mean. Yeah, uh, so I actually have the press release from Nintendo yeah, that was it. emailed to me. Um, and it's just to answer your question and those who are wondering officially about the online. It says, a new game features the same kind of action RPG gameplay that made the franchise such a hit over a decade ago in Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Up to four players can drop in for co-op battles in a variety of ways. They can play online, link up offline via local wireless, or pass a Joy-Con controller to a friend to join the team. With another pair of Joy-Cons sold separately, four players can team up on one system in a in addition to the series traditional perspective the new entry will allow players to select a dynamic zoomed in heroic view allowing for a more immersive play style for single player or multiplayer when using multi 
multiple systems. Um, and I actually didn't realize this, but Team Ninja also worked on Neo, which was a fantastic game. And so, I, I was not aware they worked on Neo at all. Yeah, uh -huh. I was reading it um, from The Verge, and they had said Neo, Dead or Alive, and um, what we had mentioned earlier, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, so, right. It's like, boom, that's that's a good pedigree to be having working good on Marvel Yeah, good game. heritage to have for that kind of thing. Um, one thing also is the art style. I saw some people go, oh, it looks a little muddy, it looks a little bad. Um, this is something that tends to happen with games that have a lot of enemies on screen and it's multiplayer. Yeah. Um, I think it'll look a lot more crisp at launch because the Switch is also running Diablo 3, which is... A game that, you know, you're fighting tons of enemies on screen, loot's popping up everywhere. Um, so I imagine this game will look a lot sharper than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and you always have to prepare for four players all dropping their fucking super eye bomb special power at oh, the same yeah. time with all the particle effects and shit. Yeah. If anybody's played it, the, uh, the Sega Saturn game called Guardian Heroes was one of the greatest 2D fucking gone like uh, almost like a, a golden axe kind of game but it was so funny because multiple people would do their specials and it would drop to like four frames a second funny enough that helped because the game was hard so you'd be like hey fuck it my reactions don't need to be as fast we're at four frames per second but it was it, it's like that kind of stuff can happen with multiple and we're back for you it was but a mere moment for us it was about 10 minutes worth of phone calls and trying to figure out what the fuck Discord was doing. So, <laughs> you And actually... me thinking that you were taking the longest drink known to man. Yeah. You were stuck, and I was talking, and I was like, man, I, I sort of stopped. And you're like, frozen, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to me. I was, like, in a ramble, and all I see is you kind of sitting back in your chair just staring at me, and I'm, like, going on and on. You are <laughs> fucking motionless. I'm just like, God, oh, Carrick's awesome. either thinking about some deep shit right now, or he is he's trying to have a blinking contest with me. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with you one of these days, if I remember this, and do that. Just And see, be like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. It's it's Discord. Discord's been such a bitch today. Yeah, so if we're, yeah. we're hopping around a little bit here. I don't even remember what I was asking. I think it was like, what did you think of... Was it the art style? Was it... Well, we were talking about multiplayer, and I was saying it would require more strategy, and then um, because of people being spread around, and then then I think that was... I think that was sort of where we were. Yeah, I talking I mean, about what was required. We kind of... <laughs> we kind of... I think we we did it. Yeah, we, we talked about everything Marvel, right? <laughs> so we'll move on to the next topic. Yeah, pretty much we talked yeah. about everything. I mean, overall, right. I think. Cool, cool. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, these timestamps are going to be so hard, so I apologize if they're incorrect because I had to make two video files now. But uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, Maddie and Carrick are going to talk about the Outer Worlds. So this game, man, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, like, we both did videos. Mm -hmm. I, I think that goes to show, like, what we thought of it. Um I think that so the the word the information I got was 2016 was the first meeting it started preliminary work started pretty quickly after that at least in the idea stages and I would I would say that does look like a game that's about two to two and a half years into development I mean they Absolutely. showed a lot of gameplay right and we saw I was bitching during the live stream some other game was showing CGI all the time and I was like fuck I'm like why it's mm -hmm. just it's that's not what the game is going to look like let's start good games look amazing already we don't need to do cgi anymore and uh i loved it man showing showing content they were 
they were taking it to Bethesda pretty fucking hard. And I, I, I watched your video. Yeah. And, and you read the comments. <laughs> I did not read the comments. Oh, you didn't? I, no, at least I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember reading the comments, but I saw your video and I, I saw you poke, you know, saying like, this is obviously poking fun. There was a lot, there was a lot of like shade being thrown kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So that, I, th I thought it was fun. The way I put it was in your trailer, you put creators of Fallout, fine. Developers of New Vegas. And I was like, at first, I remember I had my trailer reaction up on my Twitter account. I was like, yeah, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, okay, it makes sense. But afterwards, I, it hit me. I was like, wait, they, they made like KOTOR 2, Tyranny, yeah. Pillars. The list goes on. They, you know, the South Park Sacred Truth, they've made so many great games that they could just add in a little sizzle text. But they chose Fallout after yep. Fallout 76. And that was something that I, I feel had to have been a a little last-minute switch out. Just add those two uh, graphic cards in. And, like Obviously, there was something there originally for the trailer, but they were probably like, mm, let's add this and you know really stick it to them. Because while the game looks amazing, I think a lot of what's kind of letting them springboard here is Bethesda going downhill, Obsidian yeah, having like kind of trending up, now leaping into like, okay, we evolved... We're going from this isometric game to, like, a, a 3D open world. Not open world, sorry. Um, it's not an open world game, but a 3D open area. Um, very different from what we've seen from them. It, it's just it, the timing was there. Everything was working in their favor, right? Yeah. Um, what yeah, was I agree. the most standout thing you saw? What was, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped right when you saw it? Or for your level of excitement? Probably... So, this this will just start a argument in chat probably, but it looked so much better than a Bethesda. <laughs> How would that? Start I don't know argument? any other. <laughs> well, because I know that you know some people really think that's just hammering on them, and I'm not. What I'm saying is, I expected it to look like Fallout New Vegas, but better, I guess. Mm -hmm. And instead, because it's the Unreal Engine which is something I've been pushing for like a lot of these companies to go to because it is a, a more profound, profoundly, I guess I would say, structured engine for those kind of games, especially right. from the devs I've talked to. It looked solid, Maddie. Like, mm -hmm. ev it didn't look like the game was going to fall apart every bill a second. Like, shit was just, you know, you're yeah, all, it's it on, feels like it's, like it's held layers. together. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it never looked. And there was even no frame rate issues in some of the big particle attack moments, mm -hmm. which we've seen in other trailers. They, yeah. you know, they haven't really tried to hide them. So the fact that either they're, they really made sure that they weren't in there, or the fact that it's just a more solid overall um, delivery. And then the layered landscape is one of the first things I noticed. Draw distance was pretty good, but what I liked is various levels. It was like foliage here, foliage here. Every tree looked a little alien because it wasn't Earth. It was they did a good job with every place feeling color difference. I mean, there was right. a, a huge amount of color use in that in that trailer alone. Mm -hmm. It just sort of made you go, "Holy shit!" And I think that was also maybe it wasn't shade, but it was also like we don't have to just make brown games. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, speaking of color, man, it, Far Cry New Dawn kind of ticked me off. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk so about tired that. Of, yeah, we'll talk about it. But I just gotta say, I'm so tired of these like post-apocalyptic games being super colorful and and right. like not picking a tone. It, it, oh god, it it grinds my gears. I get why it looks better. 
it's more visually enticing, but it does not tell me I'm in a post-apocalyptic universe if, if there's all color everywhere and it just looks like right. a happy place to be. Anyway, back on track with the Outer Worlds. You know, I don't think, because you were like, oh, I feel, you know, people think it's I'm just attacking Bethesda, but I've realized in the internet there's a lot of situations where you can't win. Um, you know, yeah. I, like, there will be people who <clears throat> might approach you like they approach me, where, they're, you know, some folks think, like, I just waited to make sure people hated Fallout 76, <laughs> and then I decided oh. to, to make my review on it. It's like, <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I, you know, that would be horrible if I cared that much of what people think, but... You know, I think you're you're totally in the right because it's it just yeah you you almost expect a little jank from Obsidian, right? Smaller dev team um, yep. hasn't re- you know they've always been kind of working on the backs of other IP, I guess. Uh, you know, outside of you know they they Bethesda makes Fallout Three really kind of propels the series into a, 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 I'd say a more popular scene, and then Obsidian hops in with New Vegas, and New Vegas is fantastic, obviously. But I'm just saying, like you know. Same thing with KOTOR, Knights of the Republic yeah. 1, Bioware, fantastic. Here comes Obsidian with their little rendition of it. Um, I It's nice to see them have their own universe, new IP here, and really looks like they're nailing it. It takes yeah. excellent qualities from New Vegas and implements them into this game. So the conversation system has skill checking. There was an intimidate. There was a dumb option. Dumb. Dumb was hilarious. Dumb. I just love it. I, I, it's got a sense of humor. I thought the gameplay looked snappy, you know, in in a good manner. I'm a little biased on that end because I do not expect much from Obsidian in that category. I expect good storytelling. I expect good choice and consequence. Great characters. That's that's kind of where their forte is. So I'll admit there's a little bias there, but I really liked how they don't. um, You covered the same article I did. So you know that in the Outer Worlds, when you shoot at an enemy, it's no longer dice rolling like in Alpha Protocol. Where right. you're like, you know, let's right. see, you can shoot, at, you can aim at someone perfectly, shot doesn't hit because the dice roll right. just didn't work in your favor. Not in the Outer Worlds, which I really like because that, that kind of added to some of the snappiness of, you know, when you, you like you aim in, it kind of was like Destiny, like it just clips right in instantly. Yeah. Um, and and then you also have the time dilation effect where you or ability rather where it's kind of like vats you slow down time and it just lets you aim it's a little quirk that uh vats is already unique enough right there's nothing like vats i always say even in fallout 76 and so to have a game take their own little spin on it we don't see that often right we usually see like the spins on free flow combat and all this shit it's nice to see vats kind of be the, the 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 point of inspiration for something uh, or rather, them taking their own mechanic and coming full circle with it in a new IP, right? Um, so that was, to me, it was it was more so the dialogue that when I saw that, I was like, okay, they're kind of New Vegas in it here, right? It, that's what that's what hit me most and got me excited. I I, I would also say that um, they every so it, again it comes down in a weird way to jankiness, but I don't know another way to say it. They show so. So Fallout did, let's say, um, let's say, like, a post-apocalyptic very well. But if you ever saw any trees or something like that, like, there was always something that made you made you feel like they should concentrate on one thing. It was like, mm-hmm. or, or even people, for example, people, faces, with something that's always been brought up with every Bethesda game, Skyrim's, blah, blah, blah. Right. Been brought up in a lot of RPG games, ignoring that and looking at games like from Andromeda. Bites and so forth. Andromeda, <laughs> terrible. 
this one I felt like it's almost like there was this art producer that looked at it and was like, I'm evening everything out so there isn't ever a pop where you're like, oh, we're in the big place. Oh, we're in the place yeah. that they want to show something. Instead, every place looked even in its amount of detail. A character looked not hyper-detailed, but just detailed enough, plus cartoony enough, mm -hmm. to make you... They were very interesting. They grabbed my attention, but they didn't make me go, oh my god, he's, his face looks so amazing, it's wrinkled, or go, oh my god, it looks like you've been ironed, you know, yeah. of, of all emotions. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of really good work on their part. Right. I was oh. definitely, I was impressed as hell. Only difference I could tell was right away when the trailer began and we see this older gentleman kind of like running through a spaceship and, and he kind of knocks on your pod and like you can see that's a more... CGI. cinematic cg yeah cgi yeah. um whereas when the gameplay starts rolling from game informer the facial animations i still thought were pretty good but they were pretty good it, yeah. it's it's more of the new vegas like it kind of zooms in on their their shoulders and up and you just chat with them right uh, yeah i just i i can't wait to be a part of that world right it, it just there's it looks like a step up in the right areas it seems like you know okay let's take the conversations from new vegas but let's in, let's innovate and create something flaws that system awesome i love I that i love the idea of that system yeah that is fucking awesome so smart right just hey let's take traits from new vegas and make it something that you get as you progress in the game so everyone's character is different in that manner gameplay wise hey let's let's streamline some of the combat it's not dice rolling in that manner but let's have them do stat building so it determines damage but let them hit if they if they want to hit it's one of my biggest issues that I had originally with uh, with Morrowind growing up as a little kid. I always tell the story, holding the sword, I'm swinging at the enemy right in front of me, and, and I'm just whiffing constantly, thinking, well, why the hell am I not hitting him? Um, I know it works for some people. I totally get why. I think it kind of disassociates the player, where it's like, okay, why, right. why am I in this engrossing world where everything feels believable, and then when I shoot at something or swing at something, when it would connect, it does not. Uh, not that dice rolling doesn't have a place, but I just feel like in this type of game, it, it should not. It just, the two styles don't work well together. So I thought that was a great choice. Um, I really appreciated the color. Uh, it was something that immediately, I think you'll agree to this, it, you knew it was Obsidian's best looking game right away. Yeah, yeah. Right away. Like I saw the, the pod open up, you see a planet in the background, you see a moon, you see red trees in the foreground some green trees you see like a little pond beneath you and you're like this is so much color at once it all looks good there's no st like stat uh can't find the word right now stuttering it just all ran well i was i was really really happy with what i saw do you think like the hype was justified in this sense do you think you know obsidian who was really pumping it up right they were they were really feeling themselves like here you go you guys are not ready uh do you think it was justified yeah yeah, I I mean, and I'm pretty rare on thinking any trailers justified, but mm -hmm. um, the best part was again they were running around in gameplay, and that's all I care about is seeing the gameplay, seeing what Same. they're experiencing. I'm with you. Um, sometimes the aiming looked a little stiff, but like we're still way ahead. Polishing is what improves that kind of stuff anyway. It also looked like they were playing with a gamepad. There was a little bit of like slowness, so I was yeah. like, you know, that that would go away if you were on a mouse and keyboard. Um, I thought that one of the things they did very well. So I talked about this in the cyberpunk breakdown I did 
but a lot of games don't do a very good job making the ceiling feel like part of the uh, walls feel like a part of the floor. Like in a lot of houses, you'll have anything from trim, it's called, or just or just different textures to make them feel like the same but separate. Right. And Cyberpunk did an awesome job with like even just a pipe going up and then to the left on the roof. And it makes everything feel like, oh, it's one space. It's not snap map. Mm-hmm. And I felt that everything that I saw in that felt that way. It was like, for example, a tree in a game. How many times have we seen a tree in the game just right in the dirt? Like yeah. in a wild tree. Now in a garden or in a park, that's not unusual. But out in the woods, many times you're going to see a tree gnarled fucking roots. Right. It, it it won't be perfectly in line with the ground. They did all that. And so it makes everything feel like a part of the world mm-hmm. um, overall. Like it wasn't perfect. But yeah. those are the kinds of things I noticed when I was when I was, you know, going around. I was looking for the little secrets. We both picked up on a couple things with like the old lady and the drugs. But <laughs> when you look at just like what they were showing, spaceships flying and landing, reflections on the moon that were moving, which probably indicates that's a real place you can go. I like I just like that stuff. I thought yeah. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I it it blows me away that that Obsidian's making that game, right? Um, and I, I say that with no disrespect. Just you know, they they've always been a great developer. Like I said, that was just oh, there's always been that jank, and it's it's just not there. Um, yeah. I wonder though, what do you think Microsoft plays in this, right? Because it's it's multi-platform. They just bought them out, so I'm guessing DLC. So- and and my, my other thing is, I wonder how cyberpunk speaking of affects this game too do you try to get this out before cyberpunk do you just not get intimidated by cyberpunk because i feel like let's say we get cyberpunk right we'll, we'll say september let's say outer worlds comes out october do you think cyberpunk almost dilutes the experience of the outer worlds because we're, we're getting two sci-fi rpgs on a, on a you know one's on a much bigger budget than the other clearly that's the only thing I'm a little nervous about with this game is I I, I don't want it to get ignored, di- diluted, ignored because another game that's obviously going to sell stupidly well is coming out in a, in the same vein right before it. Where most folks would be like, oh, "This looks cool," but I just played Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think first of all the Microsoft thing. Mm-hmm. So. Microsoft bought them after this deal was already made. So most likely what's happening is that's a completely separate separate like publisher agreement. So it's almost like a company where sometimes you have a developer working on two games yeah. and you're split you, you you're not supposed to take money from one to pay for the other unless, you know, everybody knows about it financially so things make sense, taxes are done. Uh, I would assume that's pretty separate. Uh, Microsoft did the same thing with We Happy Few. They didn't get anything extra with We Happy Few. Um, that came out for all systems. I have a feeling this is pretty much the same way. Now, when it comes to DLC, I actually do believe versus We Happy Few, this one has a far higher chance of Microsoft doing the um, Ballad of Gay Tony kind of DLC, where they're like, we're going to foot the bill for your world to have this extra planet to go to that's Mm -hmm. Xbox exclusive. I could see them doing that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially because it's going to be, it's so far out. It's still next year. And then that'll be when they're in depth with them. It'll probably also have to do a success, right? Like if it's, I mean, True. I think it'll be successful. It looks like it's a solid, a solid title. People are already starting to talk about it, but mm-hmm. um, I, a lot of it will probably have to do with success too. Like Microsoft looks at it and goes, fuck, it would make no sense not to have our own DLC now that we own them. 
It's got it's got to do well, and, and the reason I say that is is there's just an audience that's hungry for it. We were talking about the piggybacking yeah. off of Fallout seventy six, and I think when you you just look at a game like The Outer Worlds, a game like Cyberpunk will also couple in there, um, and also Red Dead as a, a fine example, Spider Man is a fine example, and God of War is a fine example that people are hungry for these types of single player games, single player story driven games, and there hasn't really been many outside of. Um, a very small select few I can think of in the last few years that have that focus on choice and consequence. And what I found found most impressive about this trailer <clears throat> for the outer worlds was that they actually put that on display, you know, and that's, that's a developer who yeah. thinks that's cool, right? Usually you see a developer put together a trailer. Let's, let's show off the combat. Let's talk about the design, right? Let's, let's show off the explosions. Let's show off the laser weapons, we saw in the in the PC Gamer article they have a weapon that is like a shrink ray. Apparently, they're called science weapons. Awesome. Yeah, it's like you know yeah, it well, awesome. they didn't show it off, but hypothetically, you know, hey, let's show this off. Let's not show them dialogue. Let's not show them what happens when you make a choice. And the way they delivered choice in the trailer, like, hey, you know, you didn't have to shoot anyone. I I was just astounded that you know they believed so much in in that vision of like let's show people that choice is cool and that you can market. A game off of that so i think the game will do well just because there has to be an audience that's hungry for that style of game right it's it's just yeah there's got to be based off sales and how how the the cards have kind of fallen um a lot of letdowns in the sci-fi realm especially with uh no man's sky rebounding but initially not launching too well andromeda flopping falling off the map mass effect on ice Bioware working on Anthem, Dragon Age many years away, so no sci-fi from them. Starfield presumably at least two more years away, right? There's just yeah, this void, yeah. and people are hungry for a single-player RPG in space. Um, one that's I, not open world, too. Yeah, it's like open planet, I yeah, guess. Yeah, more condensed. Right. condensed. I think that's why you noted some details, right? Because it's just like more focused areas. Yeah, most likely. Um, <clears throat> I also think that one of the things I noticed when I was listening, like when the characters were talking, they did a, a really good sound occlusion method that I just noticed because I'm a nerd. But the, the blonde chick's talking to you, and you can hear the, you can actually hear her verse, voice hitting you like normal, a person in front of you. But you can actually hear it just a brief second later bouncing off the walls. And what that does is it makes a room feel wider. Like it makes them feel, it's not just echo. It's actually, there's some things you have to do to get it to work right. And I remember going like, oh, man, that was actually, you know, when she was talking, I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. And then didn't think much about it again. And then later they're talking and she's talking and the two people are over here. You know, the people that you get, you get the little you can have a choice and you decide yeah. to kill one of them. Um, you can actually hear on the right that less sound is coming because the sound waves are hitting those bodies and they're being absorbed versus a wall. Wow. So here a wall reflects and you won't hear that. A lot of people will hear it. You're accustomed to hearing it. It's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's only when you're a nerd and you're listening and going, oh, wow. I was going to say, you know, how, do you, was, how do you pick up on something like that? Um, I mean, there are, there, you do train your ears and you do have tests. You know, somebody will say, can you hear this? And then you'll hear it and they'll be like, did you hear this little dip in the sound? And you're all, yeah. And they're like, well, that's when this is happening. And then over time you can pick up on it. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's it's you you can certainly train on it. It's no special skill, I think, as long as you have fairly good hearing. You can you you know and good. I would say this, Maddie. Good. You do need a good sound card. A good like gotcha. You know something that's not 
some shit. I'm just curious for myself, right? It's something part. I'd yeah. love to add to my skill set. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, and there's links I can send you of places that are like, what's this sound like? Sure. Like reverb versus echo, because people get that mixed up. People don't understand sound occlusion. That's one of the big things, which is like, when I talk to you with this in front of me versus without, that's all occlusion is. Mm. Is this this is occluding the sound? Gotcha. It's stopping it or 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 slowing it down. Audio lessons so, with Carrick. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but th those are awesome, man. Like that that was what excited me. And then here's uh, here's how I knew I was excited. Mm. I sit there and I read that you can light on fire too many times and get a fire phobia. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You can go heights, water supposedly traps or something like that i couldn't understand that one um spiders obviously or any type of creatures but you can also upgrade all your weapons maddie with environmental fire ice blah 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 and i thought to myself what if i can't use an upgrade because i have a phobia of fire but i can't use the fire upgrade right mm. or what if i have this is just me being a DD nerd but what if I have a water elemental gun? Does that make me, does that like, would that slightly offset the negative from the the phobia of fire? Because I know I, I can always put myself out. Like little stupid stuff that probably will never happen. But that's how I knew I was interested in that in that yeah, fear system. Which, oh yeah, and how many times have we played a game <clears throat> where the only time you ever find out you did anything two hours before is a cutscene to tell you you did something two hours before. Right. Here, if you pick a phobia, that shit's gonna happen. It's not like a perk it's where they said it. Yeah, it's like, and it only comes up if you do it. That's mm -hmm. the difference. Almost all the time in games, it's like I bought a perk, I got this. This is completely different. It's where you've already got your perks or many perks. You're running around. You meet a spider. Maybe you get done with that fight and you get to choose and say, "I don't like spiders, man." Like that. That's mm -hmm. fucking creepy. I'm gonna say yes. I'll take this phobia, and I'm gonna use that perk to fight poison or something like to, to heighten my poison resistance. And right, so that, okay. yeah. So I can gotcha. run away. I might get bit as I run away, but at least if I do, the poison will affect me less. And other than, uh, other than Odyssey, I don't think I've felt that kind of stretchiness to the gameplay where I started going like, I can poison the snake to make him bite the bad guy in, in the light his campfire on fire and mm. your light his tent on fire, you know? It, 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 and they didn't show that. <laughs> That's me thinking, hopefully you can do those kinds of things. Right. And in all fairness, we always want to make sure we cover this aspect. Is there anything you feel that there is worth being concerned about with this game? Maybe not something you noticed, but something you could think of. Because I feel like what they, they put their best foot forward here. I feel like what they showed was good. I, I didn't personally find... Anything, pardon me, anything that uh, really threw me for for a loop and I was like, oh, what's this? Um, only thing that would be concerning to me is, is some of the uh, internal environments, uh, like the facility you went into. Sure. It looked very, the, the world is so colorful. There's so much pop to the looked a little block. areas. And then, yeah, you go inside this facility and it's like, that was okay. a little flat, I should say. Um, that was the one thing I noticed and I was thinking, you know, is this one of those environments that we're going to kind of see the same textures copied and pasted throughout like any type of, of oh. facility? Um, it right. was just a thought because that's something that we had, you know, much like in Fallout New Vegas, right? The caves kind of have the same textures versus, you know, when you go inside an office building, they have the same layout, right? So, um, not, or not layout rather, but you, you see a lot of the same models 
and textures yeah. being used. And it so feels like the it, theme is the same. Right. It gives you a bit of a familiarity. Like this is your office area. This is your cave area. Right. And, and the list goes on. Right. So that was the one thing that I saw that was a little uh, on, but like, will it make or break the game? I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going crazy with asset reusage, but I'd love to hear if you have anything that maybe you'd be a little concerned about. Just the, just, just the combat a little bit, just because okay. it was stiff. I would say it wasn't even a worry. It's just that of all the things I saw, mm-hmm. right? Gotcha. It was the, it was the only one that I went because, like, I saw the texture resources used on her shirt, for example, when she's talking to you, and they even went so far as to make sure that the bandolier she's wearing and the bullets are covered with white, like white to match the white to match the orange. The guy behind her is wearing silver and chrome and orange. Like, there's these cool color swaths, like. That was all really well done. It was just that in the combat, I liked the sword. Thought that was cool. Oh, goodness, Slow motion. Yeah. Thought that was fine. Uh, the, yeah, the scythe. The fucking because yeah, I, I heard in your tripping. video, I heard in your video, you're like, "What is that thing?" Or or <laughs> you said something, and then you, later you're like, "Well, that's actually a scythe." Because yeah. you, you see the video right after. Um. The, yeah. So the combat, the guns in particular, I wasn't, I didn't have any issues with the recoil or anything like that. It was just. I don't know, man. It might have just been one of those things where they wanted it to be more cinematic, so they didn't want that fucking Twitch streamer mm. movement. So that would be the only thing. Is occasionally they're a little slow, but okay. other than that, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, right. It, like I said, I feel like they need to put their best foot forward. I guess the only thing to worry about at this point is that you know the the downgrades after a reveal, oh, right? You know, that's right. I guess that that would be the only other legitimate worry. Not that Obsidian has a track record of that, but more so that that's just something that can happen. And uh, the game looked great as is. You just don't want to see it alter too much from its current state. Yeah, I would say that that looked doable in the in the time frame they're going to send it, right? It looked doable. It looks like a game like you and I would say, you know, on an Xbox is going to look somewhat like this. PC is going to look like somewhat like this. PS4 right. is going to look like this. Like we would guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. What they showed was fair, especially when you see a God of War or a Spider-Man or Red Dead, if Obsidian's had two and a half years already, or some odd years at least, working on this, and this is what we're seeing, there's a good chance overall that is what we will see in the end. Like, yeah. The I only agree. thing I could be confused, the only thing I'm wondering about is you you covered the ships in your video, mm-hmm. and so did I. Like, you know, obviously you have your own spaceship. Now people have stated you for sure do, but yeah. the only thing I want to know is the transitions. Like, you know, is it is it where you're flying? Because they didn't show any of that. Or in, I think it's the guy flying, which we both talked about. So is it then? Is that your fast travel? And it's sort of hidden, hiding a load between. That's Um, what I would like to know. I think I think it's like Mass Effect, where the map brings you to wherever you want to go. I don't know if the old man's always going to be the pilot because they mentioned in the PC Gamer article you can turn him into the bounty hunters and screw him over. True. So yeah. I also wonder. True. They you know, did. Yeah. If right. that's the case, mm-hmm. and you can get rid of the guy who pilots your ship. I mean, it's the type of game where I'm sure they'll. I wouldn't say they have. They'll have fail states where you'd have to reload an old save. I think a lot of people would get pissed off with that. But um, right. I do wonder. You know, will it create an obstacle for the gamer, or do they avoid that by making travel through the ship in a just a, a completely separate menu? I noticed in the gameplay from Game Informer that before you left your ship with Ellie, that the they kind of crossfaded and got rid of a loading screen that was there to obviously you know what what gameplay is going to release to the public and try to keep the loading screens in there but um they definitely hit a loading screen screen 
in the video a couple of times when you went from like area to area. So that's one thing we don't know about in all fairness. Um, I also got to say, Maddie, man, I, I noticed it right away in the Game Informer um, footage, which I used in my video. So if anybody watches that, I, I tried to give him kudos. Mm. Um, he's in one room looking at different items and it reminds you of fallout even the green outline like all i, I was like yeah. oh man this is and he turns around and walks quickly past another room but if you look in that other room there's a bunch of customizable stuff including a giant dragon's head like uh, almost like they killed a a beast it's a neon head that you can see that's mm. like mounted on the wall and it dawned on me i'm like oh shit they said the companions can be on the ship that's for sure that's it's supposed to be your what's the um, ship the Normandy it's supposed to be just like the Normandy where all your people mm -hmm. are on that ship but I'm like I hope it's customizable because that's one thing that Mass Effect three did a little bit of customization very tiny bit of customization in Mass Effect and um, I would love to have the ability to really customize everybody's rooms so like if this is the bounty hunter which I'm assuming when you said he could turn him into the bounty hunter that's the bounty hunter's room I'm assuming because there's a big fucking bounty on the wall like. Wouldn't that be awesome if no, you go in and he's in a bed that's like, you know, the skin of some creature he killed or what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody's got their own place. Um, Obsidian's a company that'd probably do that. Yeah. I, I feel I feel that they would. Because, yeah, I keep citing that PC Gamer article, but it was just so informative. I think they said, was it Leonard Boyarsky? One of the, him or, I think it was Boyarsky, who said, like, we just can't help ourselves with trying to add this stuff to the game. Not that we wouldn't want to. But they're just like, right. we just always end up doing it. So, yeah, I feel like that's one of those situations where they go, hey, this would be cool. Yeah, let's do it. And they just yeah. go for it and because they, they just think it's cool, right? And they just believe what they think is cool, we will think is cool, which so right. far they're right. So far they're right. The game's got a really good, uh, cool aesthetic to it, rather. Um, I think what really punctuates that is, like, the scythe with, like, dripping energy off of it. That's just... yeah. That's just awesome, right? That's that's a stroke of genius. <laughs> Do you notice the slow motion, too? He gets hit. You hit him across the arm and the chest, and when the bad guy flips around, he's, like, jetting. It looks like fluid from his body, but you also see, like, this neon shit coming out of his arm. And I was like, I like that they. it's sort of hitboxed in some way. You know, you can hmm. see where the hit happened on the enemy. I didn't and, notice um, yeah, because in some, you know how it is in some games, you shoot somebody, they don't even really react until they're dead. The worst. Yeah. They're, dude, they're like, gah, 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 and they're fine, and then all of a sudden you're like, gah, and they're all, and they die. Yeah. This guy was like, when he flipped back, arm was bloody, side of his, uh, entire uh, side of his chest, both those were jetting blood, and it wasn't perfectly positioned, but it made me go like, okay, they sort of know the kind of reward a gamer wants for mm -hmm. taking a flaming scythe and hitting somebody with it. Like, right. That's what you want. I mean, it's cool if it looks cool, but if it hits and does cool shit, that's even better. Now, and I think that they were nailing that. One thing I noticed is, is you said, like, it was slightly off, but eh. Do you think Obsidian gets a lot of those, but eh, kind of? Like, there's a little yes. free passes, like, because it's, oh, it's Obsidian. Oh, it's Obsidian. Like, it, it's something that yep. I feel like we should, you know, do, this is something I feel we should avoid, personally, because we look at what happened with Bethesda. A lot of free passes on things, but uh, I, so far it doesn't look like anything that would be game destructive, right? But it's like you, you give them an inch, they take a mile kind of thing. I do don't. You... I think that actually this speaks to the quote you just gave. They decide and can't stop themselves from putting shit in games. And I think the difference between, for a lot of people, even though I like Fallout 3 better, 
Um, a lot of people didn't. They liked Fallout New Vegas better because they felt there was more. And I truly do believe that a Bethesda game does one certain thing. Gotcha. And an Obsidian game does another. And the the very quote you gave feeds into, though it's, it's cool that it's there. Mm-hmm. Right? And it right. wouldn't be there in a lot of other games. And so you're like, okay, it's there. I, am I going to care in slow motion if, like, the, the particle emitter isn't exactly perfect? Probably not because it's there. Like, that's cool. I agree. And there's so many of this, there's so many of those moments of it's there that I think a lot of gamers are like, fuck, man, that's just awesome. You know, because right. Red Dead's not perfect either. You know, it's exactly. got a lot and of I, I was about shit. to say, you saying, well, it's there is kind of what echoes when I was playing that game, right? Um, yeah. You know, some people, myself, you, we'd be like, oh, the controls aren't that great. But yeah. the reason I was I was able to, but eh, it because you you'd just be strolling around the open world and the way ambushes would happen, there wasn't like a skip, a loading, it just exactly very organically, and I was like, wow, that's that's insane that that's there, that's cool, it's there, right? And it, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it it lets you overlook an issue, but it allows that issue to become much more minor because yeah, the, the grand product's better. So is that kind of yeah. what you were? I guess going with yeah. you with the yeah no that's ex- that no that's exactly right, that is exactly it yeah, yeah yeah and I I think that all feeds it makes I didn't know that quote and I think that that quote fits exactly into why gamers look at that they Red Dead how many times did you hear blah 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 but I mean that's all I like controls off a little bit at times but blah, blah, there's always this caveat but at the same time. They're offset by the number of things. And mm-hmm. I just think I think that Obsidian with the fear system and this and that, sometimes gamers are just like, hey, they tried. And there's all these cool systems. Some of them may not be exactly right, but they're here. And it's an, a new world that we're getting to explore that doesn't really look a ton like other games. And so I think for a lot of people, it's going to be more than enough. Yeah, more, just, just like I said, I think, like Red Dead. I think the best games that are always made have that that butt system, right? The caveat. For but, sure. But there's a, sure. something much better there. I'll even say it with KOTOR. You know, I go back and I yep. play it. I'm more than willing to admit, like, the, the story can be a bit predictable just because of how storytelling's gone forward for our industry. You, you can kind of guess the big right. plot twist that back then everyone was like, oh, my God. But nowadays it's like, wow, that was it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I can get why people are like that. But there, there's so much there that makes it such a great product where if someone were to take issue with that, I feel like there's, there's so much good things there to, to yeah. enhance their experience. Right. And so even with a game like that, um, and I'm sure we can go on all day about amazing games we played that have that little thing that irks us, but overall like God of war and the, the fucking Niflheim. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> That's an awful yeah. system, but <laughs> the game's great. Yeah. There's, and there, there are, like there are things in almost every game I love, uh, Kotor being one of them actually. Mm-hmm. Where I sometimes, I I find myself I think almost liking the game more because there's the rough spot, and because because yeah, I do it's think hard to that a perfect sounding, like yeah, too forgiving. Like, like you're giving up or yeah. something. Like you're like, oh, I'm not going to be critical. But the thing is, is instead it's more like you look at everything else and you're all all this other stuff is not ignoring the critical parts. It's the fact that despite them, mm-hmm. it's still amazing. Yeah. Despite this slow part, for That's example, in Red Dead. Well said. This is right? probably the biggest reviewer on YouTube. That's well said. <laughs> not the biggest. Wish I was. Uh, but... You're there. You're there. One <laughs> of the. I'm... I, exactly. I'm about a one-tenth of IGN. 
Uh, what other games were there that were, were standouts for us? We got uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, The Outer Worlds. Uh, for me, those are the big home runs, right? I was hoping to see some Borderlands 3 because Randy Pitchford was tw- teasing up a storm, and then right. that, that didn't happen. That was, I'm sure his Twitter's on fire right now. Oh, uh, no shit. It, dude, why did you even believe him, though, bro? Come on. I, di- I didn't. I just, I, got, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't say I didn't, but I was like, I was looking for it. But I was not. It, I was. I was yeah. absolutely going all in on Outer Worlds as my channel's content has right. indicated such. But um, like, I was definitely ready to cover Borderlands. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had my my mind prepped. Like, okay, you know, if I have two videos to make tonight, you know, how am I going to spread this out? How am I going to do it? Um, what else came out from there? There was. I mean, there was. Well, so, Hades so much. was the one made by Supergiant, who did Pyre and did uh, Transistor. Yeah, Transistor, Pyre, Bastion. There was another one. Each, Thank you. Are amazing games that yeah. must be played. They are. Yeah. These are some of the most experimental developers in our industry, and they always do it so well. You I know? never expected, like the, the even when I played Pyre, I was like, "What is this? Like yeah. it's it's supernatural football? Yeah, where where, where like, death doesn't even matter. Like you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Supernatural in this football game? in the place." called i think is it the the place that they're trying to get to is called the commonwealth or something like that but yeah because they're in the whatever like the bad part yeah or like you know like, like the, the lower underworld. citizen in a way yeah, yeah and they're, yeah, they're trying just, to escape so by weird. playing fucking football and everyone's got like their own skill system and it's and, yeah. and there's choice and consequence of the unique and then that was real song. time remember like yeah. you're in the battle and that's like actually happening right there you're just there's so many different mixes yeah. and it worked it's incredible and then i thought I can't say it for sure now because Pyre was really good, but I I still believe in my heart of hearts that Transistor is the best game they've made so far. I just thought oh, gotcha. the story there and the music that tied into that story, that was like the first time I've experienced, one of the first times rather, I've experienced something like that, um, mm-hmm. like Spine of the World where you fight like this big boss and it, it all makes sense, it all connects. Um, the voice inside the sword, just there's a lot happening there that uh, just oozes passion. And then Bastion was kind of the start of it all. So if, if any of those games sound up your alley, please check them out. And Hades is... The way they revealed it was interesting because it, it was like playhades.com, and I think it's on early access now on the Yeah, which store. is the... I think, unless I'm completely crazy, I think that's the first time they've ever done. First time, for sure. Absolutely, and that's I was I was very caught off guard by that. It, it kind of because it's got early access tied to it. I was like, why did they do it that way when they've found success numerous right. otherwise? Right, that's exactly what I thought as well. Is why did they why did they do it? How is that form going to be? Because early access to me can really burn me out over a period of time because uh, like you play it, you don't know where it is in the development cycle. You don't know like. Or they're like, oh, well, this skill won't be listed till later, this special, you know, thing. And you play it, maybe you love it, maybe you play it and beat it in its preview form. And then are you really going to want to return to play it again just right. because they've added some some fancy up graphics or something? And so I don't know why they did it. That was actually one of the biggest puzzles I had all night was a couple of the choices, like I said originally, you know, with, with Epic and stuff like that, but certainly with them in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because those games never... They were awesome for us, but maybe they never... I don't think Pyre exploded, right? Yeah, I guess so, not, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's kind just... Of like it was quick. keeping it alive. It's like, I think Transistor 
was 2014. Pyre was summer 2017, if I recall correctly. And so this is just like a year and a half later. Yeah. That and that's why it's on early access, of course. Because, yeah, that's why, yeah. You know, yeah. But it's just, it's interesting. Do you think, maybe, pardon me, this might be like a, I hope they're okay is what I'm saying. Because that seems almost out of, out of character, character right? for them. Yeah it, yeah. it seems unnatural for them to, it's almost like a panicky move. Like, oh, let's get this out in early access. Let's announce it on the big stage. You know, as soon as possible, let people know it's available and, and hope we can start gaining some ground. Or maybe that's their goal is like, let's let people know well in advance. And so we get press now and press when it actually releases. Or it's one of those situations where maybe uh, they had no plans. And it's like Microsoft, where Phil Spencer was just flying around looking at devs. Because a lot of devs that have been purchased by Microsoft were not out to sell. Hmm. There wasn't a there wasn't a desire to sell. But then Microsoft came in and said, we'd like to do this, this, and this. And then those companies look at the current infrastructure of the game system and is like, we could be burned by one failure. And this company's like, we're not going to change anything if you want to jump in. Epic's giving them cash to be exclusive. And maybe that cash is enough to keep two programmers, which then allows them to work for another four weeks. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, I, I yeah, I could see it actually being where just Epic is looking for exclusives because they want they they have to buy themselves into contention. They don't they don't have anything unique. It's it's quite literally at this time at least buying themselves into competition with Steam. So it may I mean early access might just make sense. Like they might have just talked and been like, well, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna get enough money that early access is gonna keep everybody here. Nobody being you know how it is where they release a game and everybody's laid off right like maybe it's one of those systems where you know epics like will will definitely help you out when that happens i will say epic also got man eater um Mm. which i can't believe i'm really upset about uh that's the shark game yeah the shark rpg or whatever dude (laughs) we're talking up dude i was fuck dude it looks awesome um and then um they also got uh rebel galaxy sequel rebel galaxy sequel which really i mean it sounds like it's helping them so it's great like i'm not gonna diss on that it sounds like it's helping them but um i was surprised i'll just say that that they went to epic but yeah but i mean that's Smart on Epic's part, right? Because what happened, yes. at least how I experienced it, and I think a lot of others might have been like, all right, whatever, another launcher. I, I'm not going to download it. I don't care. And so while it's in my head, they make some announcements of from developers yeah. I respect or games I've heard cool stuff about. And while these games are, wait, was Maneater like early access, or is that just something that they got? That is sounds like it's exclusive upon full release okay. for a while. Because I'm just making sure, because... With something like Hades being in your early access library, right? We hear often Steam right. early access, garbage, Steam Greenlight or whatever program needs work. Yeah. Having your first step into early access territory be a title from Supergiant Games, that's yeah. not bad, right? That's that's no. something you want to have in your early access library because that's it's quality product probably at the very least. And they're offering devs more than mm-hmm. Steam, which is great. Like, like we need a competitor for Steam. Um, I'm not a fan of, like I said, how Ashen was handled, and that's sort of, you know how it is, distaste for one situation. Yes. Makes you just, like, untrustworthy. You're just like, what is happening? So is that just, I gotta ask now, is that, there was a whole Microsoft deal in place, so it's not on Xbox? No, so if they, so Anarupa bought 
from Microsoft a long time ago the rights to publish the game. Right. Because it used to be Microsoft. Okay. So Ashton I, I and Microsoft. Yeah. Okay. So Anarupa, I'm pronouncing it wrong, I can guarantee you, is a New Zealand movie company, and this is their first game development studio that they bought and that they're taking care of, which Gee, is Aurora 44. And, yeah. And what happened here most likely is that whatever deal was made, Microsoft had a very typical buyout clause, which mm. is like, oh, you don't want to release with us. You need this. Or you not only need this, but you need to pay us for anything we've helped you with, right? Mm -hmm. And that sometimes happens. And if this company looked and Epic said, we're going to give you exclusivity, you're still going to get Game Pass on Xbox. That's not going away. Gotcha. It's just the PC one. Um we're going to remove you from Steam, remembering that to remove them from Steam removes them from all those uh, all those customers, okay. like right away. Yeah. Anybody who's going to stick to Steam is not going to go, you know, then they're not obviously buying somewhere else. So most of the time that doesn't come on the company um, that originally had plans to just have their game on their system. You know, it ha we've also seen games that were going to be exclusive become not exclusive, and we've seen games that were not going to be exclusive become exclusive. It just, mm -hmm. it's money. It's money. And yeah. my, my, I guess it's on Microsoft. They could have paid more. They could have probably, they probably had the ability to say, yeah. we'll match and maybe Epic Fortnite money. Dude. Yeah. Right? Lots of it. E Ep Epic's rolling in Fortnite when, money. When you yeah. think about it, like, what if Fortnite wasn't a success? What happened? Yeah, right? no shit. There's no shit. Because didn't so much. Epic do Paladines too? And that one failed. Uh, they I did something that didn't do well. Oh, oh, oh. It's um, coming to me. Hold on. Uh, they did a MOBA that I really did enjoy. Gigantic? No, Gigantic was so good, though. I fucking hate I that, know. that game that's, got canceled. That is such a about. good game. Epic, if you're going to do anything with your money, bring back Gigantic. For the love yeah, bring of God. back Gigantic. Right? Holy crap, I'd be on that in a second, man. I, I, I did my part. I made a video about it. I sung the praises of that goddamn game. But uh, Yeah, I went to GDC for that game. Oh my god, what is the name of this MOBA? I know... I, hmm. And it's gone. Yes, it's gone. Hold on. I need to look it yeah, up. Sure. It is bugging me. MOBA from Epic. Paragon. Yeah, you almost had it. Oh, no, gotcha. It Paragon. Okay. That's Paragon. what it was. Yeah, Paragon was good, and it got canceled in exchange for Fortnite, which... I guess it worked out, right? Because now there's yeah, a little right. more payout when using uh, Unreal Engine or something like that. And, yeah. and you see Epic Game Store paying out. So there are some positive yep, benefits. Some positives. So, so it, yeah. you know, people can hate on Fortnite. I still think it's fun, even though I don't play it that much. Um, but it's it's doing good things for our industry. I don't think we can deny that. So it's, it's bringing more people in. Uh, funny videos on the internet of kids doing the dances and all that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Fortnite, to me at least, that I know of, has any real negative like i think the negative thing, thing attached is just to it, right? it's it's fortnite it's casual you know okay and but I, no there's no micro no there's microtransactions for sure that's what like but each season that comes it's i i uh i think it's all cosmetic cosmetic okay. and dances because like each season that comes out like they announced during the show season seven and um during oh, the right. seasons okay. yeah they add like new gameplay stuff but the the stuff you buy from the store uh, from what I'm aware, I, I haven't signed on in a couple of seasons, but uh, it's all cosmetic. Um, but okay. Yeah, I think the issue people take with Fortnite is some of the balancing. I've heard that was an issue uh, around oh, season gotcha. five. Um, and I know some traditional 
Fortnite fans don't like how build heavy it's become where you're constantly like, you know, you shoot at someone and they instantly one, two, three, four, and they, they just got a, a fucking wall around them yeah. or whatever in there. Yeah. Bullet wall. Yeah. It, it, you know, some, some friends of mine have expressed frustration and they play Fortnite a ton. So, um, I, I, it's not perfect by any means, but they're, they're not as bad as, as a lot of other, other popular trends I feel that we've seen in the industry and yeah. they're putting the money in the, in a good place. So I, I really, yeah, they're putting it back into games. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You know, we don't awesome. see, a, at least yet, we don't see like an EA move or, or an Activision move of some kind, just right. trying to pocket it in some way or bleed us dry a little bit more. So Yeah, just nothing getting returned. Yeah, man. Uh, any other games from this show that come to mind? Well, I was a little sad. I would have liked to have seen... Detroit wins something because I mm-hmm. really was a huge fan of Detroit. I was surprised they didn't take um, something home. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get like writing because I, I felt that the writing was. Um, I, I know it's a David Cage game and I know a lot of people have issues with his writing over time or whatever, melodramatic or whatever you say, but mm-hmm. I, I felt that that game was, was very a well. A lot written. of people agree that the game reviewed very well. Yeah, and um, I was, I'll just say it one more time. I'm going to say it a ton of times. It's going to piss people off, but I got to say it, which is I think December 6th is the dumbest motherfucking day of the universe to ever do your game awards because Smash released. So did Ashen. And the idea that in any way, shape, or form, people are going to pretend that a December game is looked in the same light in 2019, if it's a 2018 December game, when the next awards come, they're fucking nuts. And Smash is the second highest rated game on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that that should not be a game of the year contender. Yeah, I agree. I'm just pissed. I, I, I'm just, I'm livid by it. Like, I don't know why I get so mad, but I'm like, all I these mean, people I guess December, it's one of those things, how far can they push it back into the holidays? So, 6th is when they did it, right? Right. They got the 13th and the 20th. And I was thinking... The 13th, probably. The 20th. 13th or 20th, I would be much happier with the 20th just because that still gives you fucking five days if you're if it's all about shopping. If this is all behind the scenes about making more money in the holiday season, you still have five days. It's not like people randomly can't get stuff in five days. I also if, feel it's it's travel because a lot of people have to travel to come to the show and, and set it true. all up. And so it's like through right that. next to the holiday. So like I agree probably a week later, week and a half maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah. for the folks coming to the show, I, I wonder if that's something they take into consideration. I also feel like they don't plan around, you know, okay, Smash, one of the biggest games of the year is going to No, they don't. The they day don't. after. They, they just, they don't plan around, which is why I don't think they should ever. I think what they should do is understand how fucking years work. You know what the end of December is. Get it closer to the end of December. Now, some people say, well, if those companies want to release their games, that's on them. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. Could Nintendo have released Smash last week? Yes, but I don't know if you know this, but I, from what I was told, the ballots went out three weeks ago. Hmm. So they literally went out when Red Dead was going out, if I remember right. They went out very late, or very, like, they went out very early. So, like, that also has to do with it. Like, how long does it take for them to get the voting in? Maybe it takes a lot longer yeah, than that's true. You know, I, I you know what I mean about that part too. Yeah, man. So if they can't get the yeah fuck, if they can't get the votes in in time, then that, yeah, then the word's not going to matter. It's like so. it's, then when you say that is Red Dead there just for just for namesake? I believe Red Dead's there just because 
well, it's awesome, but I also believe that um, it's a newer game, which is, I think, why it won some of the awards it won. Mm-hmm. If, if you had reversed them and played God of War after Red Dead, I do think a lot of people would have probably skewed towards God of War as the game of the year. Right. And that's how it got game of the year. That's I, one I thing do that's, believe. that's always hard to shake is, is you know, recency bias, right? Because of I've, course. this past year... Uh, two years, I've been, I've, I've kind of shaken it off, but it's still sometimes hard to, to distinguish like the, the game that's fresh in your head and how great that is versus the game that came out in the beginning of the year, right? Like I loved my time with Monster Hunter, but I don't cherish it as much as I cherished uh, another game in the past that I haven't played since launch, which was God of War, but um, you know something closer like Spider Man, right? Right. It's just because there's so many experiences throughout. It kind of we go off what we call them. You and I have called like the memory check, right? Like, what do I remember from this game, right? What yeah, are the, the right. good times I remember? What are the moments I remember? Where when we're in conversation about the game, what is stuck with me, right? And so yeah. that's why I always say like Persona Four, Persona Five, rather, uh, one of my favorite games of all time. The reason for that is because there's just so many moments that the game came out in April of last year, and just yeah, but so many s- moments you still remember in a hundred and fucking thirty hour game too. Do you know how much happens in 130 hours yeah. of gameplay and storytelling? And there's so much that I just, boom, boom, it's right there. Like, that's when you know a game's great, right? And yeah, I think uh, that's why some of those earlier titles in the year maybe fade off a little bit, is I don't think folks memory check as much, which shouldn't be what is determined on a ballot of game of the year. But uh, it's just a thought, right? Yeah. Recent yeah, guys just, can, can play a factor. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it can, and I think... Um... I think hype can play a factor. I mean, people are human. So yeah, like hype absolutely. can play a factor. You know, um, it depends on, like, if you and I sat in a room and we were talking about, red, let's say we both were, were voting, we sat in a room and started talking, there's a very high chance that Red Dead would be high in the list because of the amount of Red Dead's experience, the amount of stuff. The, even just even if some of it is shit, it's not. But even if some of it was, there's so much stuff. It's hard for it to not dominate a conversation. Gotcha. For example, um, that that Kingsbird I always talk about the independent game. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to even explain how I think Kingsbird could possibly be game of the year to somebody because somebody will just say, "But the horses are modeled red perfectly in Red Dead." I'll be like, "Guy, it's a game." Like. The core essence of Tetris is still a game and can still be considered against God of War. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult. I don't think you'll ever get the right answer. I I do believe that they should delay it by a bit. That's all I would request. Because there's, independ- there's independent games out there There's you know that just might get released. What if a game gets delayed a little bit? It's like, get right. a little closer. I mean, we also, we also talked about ask. how the industry is progressing forward, and, and we've seen gradually over time that spots in the air that were normally dead get filled up now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so in defense of the game awards, it's like how much can they anticipate right at, at yeah. the latest possible point? I imagine for them, you know, we don't know obviously the inside reasoning, you know, like you said, some holiday sales, they do the game award sale, you know, yeah. does, does that play a factor? How much revenue gets driven into their show through that, where they really want to make that a focal point or not. And, and how do sponsors feel about when the show lands? Uh, do they feel like their investment's going to pay dividends? Yeah, uh, for sure. Stuff along those lines that we don't know about, really. But um, Hopefully they get big enough and it does well enough that if any of those things were affecting them, that in maybe two years they don't. How, do you, how would you feel if they did in the first 
two weeks, we'll say, of January of 2019, they did the 2018 Game Awards. I think it'd be the greatest thing in the fucking universe. Like, do you think that would fit better? Just yes, wait for, for the me. year to be done and then yeah. Game Awards. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it would be. I think it'd be fucking fantastic. No one's gonna do it, and I get that. But just answering your question, mm-hmm. I would fucking adore it. Because I don't know why that it took would... us so long for for that to, to register. Like, hey, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, because you would have that three extra weeks. That would give developers three extra weeks. It would get like to me. I, I and also it would give people the ability to play a game that they get on Christmas. So this bothers me, unbelievably. Game of the year many people's chosen prior to the time when a lot of people get the games of the year which is the fucking christmas season yeah so it's very weird to me that we're like let's celebrate game of the year prior to everybody having that christmas time how many times have we talked about this christmas vacation Mm -hmm. time to play these games play them in a calm manner where you're not rushing to play them or anything like that you're like i can choose what to play got a gift from somebody who gave me a game maybe i didn't expect and Yet we choose these awards three weeks prior to that. So yes, I would I would much rather have January so that people or February so that people could play those Christmas games and go, right. man, I'm glad grandma bought me Red Dead. Like, you True. know. I guess it kind of tails on gaming's always been about looking ahead, right? Before a game yeah. launches, we get the roadmap. Before a game yeah. launches or on launch day. Here's our DLC plans. Even though you yeah, right. probably season five pass. Tops. Yeah. And so I just yeah. feel like with the Game Awards, it kind of replicates that emotion. Where Agreed. It's like, okay, you know, we're doing the 2018 Game Awards because we want to let 2019 start. Because right in January, it gets we, we hit the ground running right away, right? It, it's like nothing. There was no holiday slowdown this year. It was the one, like, last year I thought it's, was busy, but this one has been busier, right? There's been... There's been there's so many games that are coming out and they're all interesting. Like I I want to go play Ashen, <laughs> I want to go fucking play that game, and then I want to play Dancing All Night and Dancing Starlight, and it's like, or uh, what is it Dancing in Moonlight and Dancing in Starlight, something like that for Persona Five and Three. Like there's just so much good stuff to play right now, and then there's well, the and I games. honestly do believe a lot of people, uh, today being the seventh, I would say by the twelfth. No, we'll go to the fourteenth. By the fourteenth of December. I am going to assume a lot of my friends are going to consider Smash Brothers as being the best game of the year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, because there are just people. Who, I have a I have a best friend who he has not played Red Dead yet, and he he is a big oh. time gamer, and he he loves his JRPGs. And I would not be remotely surprised if because it's just his wheelhouse, right? Like everyone's got their yeah. own taste. Where, uh, for example, a game like Red Dead, I think there are many people out there who are like, I didn't pick it up because it's not it's a bad game, it's just not my type of game, right? Sure. And so for him, I would not be remotely surprised if Smash was his game of the year. He was just like, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Which, yeah, it, it's also good because, yeah, because come January, um, it's not even come January. I mean, there's still a couple big games coming, or not big, but Below comes on the 14th, supposed to be an indie darling. So a lot of shit fucking it's it's weird man it's been slow for me though i don't know if we've talked about this but like so numbers wise i've been happy with how things do and stuff like that but i've looked back at other years and been like huh this other year was better right Mm -hmm. at this time but what i've noticed is those other they were better but they were better in spikes Mm -hmm. where this is like i notice longer views like more like even if i don't release a video more like leveled views because more people are like looking and thinking and talking about games. It's been a very weird year for me. 
Yeah, for me, this has been my best year since 2015. Um, I think part of that was aided by the the launch of Fallout, but uh, since the game wasn't that great, uh, fortunately, in September, I really kind of buckled down on, like, I want to be a variety creator. You know, I, I know my wheelhouse. I know people love me for RPGs. But uh, I started, you and I had a talk, and I was like, you know, I think I need to start making, like, longer discussions because people generally want to hear my thoughts which i appreciate i i it means the world to me that anyone wants to hear me yeah. run my mouth um but you know and, and i started making videos like I, remember, I like september was just my favorite month when it came to creating content because i remember i made kotor videos i made kingdoms of amler videos i made a spider-man review and a tomb raider review and like all of them just did around the same amount of viewership like they all did very well and i that's when it hit me i was like okay i can create what i want and feel comfortable yeah, right right and there's and... something freeing about being able to say well like and i do a podcast about normal shit we do a yeah. podcast that we talk about dragon ball cards or whatever and now to be able to do that and even see some people watch it yeah it definitely removes something i don't even know it's not even a bad thing but it removes that desire to focus on specific things makes it it's open easy to get tunnel vision it's really easy yeah. to be like you see something working it stops working for a little bit and you just want to be like okay maybe i'm just not hitting it on the right angle like let's try this let's try this let's try this and then you like the second you break away and just go like hold on like okay obviously right. this isn't working you know like for me I, I made one fallout 76 guide video just to see how i did i, I think I, it was like how to make rad shields I was like, all right, let's just float this out there. Normally, I'd keep cracking at it because I got like 13K views, like especially on launch day. That's that's really not good for, for a Fallout game on my channel. I was like, all right, I don't care. I was like, time to time to move on to discussion. Yeah, time to move on. Yeah, You know, that's the thing. Um, I stick with games. I discuss them longer than most folks, but uh, I've definitely changed how I approach content this year, and it's been nothing but beneficial for yeah. my audience, it seems, and also performance-wise. I've been really pleased seeing... Um, cause you told me about the card system, which I had no idea about. You're like, dude, like people would just check out another video while they're watching your video. And I'd see videos that were like performing like shit, just kind of bump back Middling. up a little bit. And, and yeah, it gives yeah. more long tail viewership. It makes the channel feel more alive. So yeah, man, it's been, it's been a good year, but yeah, you're right. It's been fucking weird too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just been very, it's going to be weird to see january and february because mm -hmm. i'll probably do well when january and february for me at times have done same spectacularly poorly so same, yeah because that, that's yeah, like be that's just the time of the year where the industry is usually like like that just like all right cool yeah come holiday season but you know time to hit the ground february running. where you're like you're 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 all should i open oblivion and just talk about the 12 swords or something <laughs> like you know you're, you're you're sitting there going like what should i do or you know are people gonna leave because i don't have anything and now that's what I'm now saying. It's yeah, be, there's no. I think that's insane. the thing is there's a collective feeling of less pressure because there's so much more being created for us to talk about. There's more talking yeah. points, and yeah, uh, for some YouTubers, naturally those talking points you know come with with their issues, and um, oh sure, and so that that like Bethesda were, negative were, were, no, not even that. I, I was more so saying like with Bethesda. For a while, uh, it's been a little quiet since that whole uh, information oh, oh. thing. Yeah. Where, where after the bag returns, like there was information for folks getting getting put out there. Um, I think Bethesda did clarify though that they said not like like card numbers and stuff were secure. I'd have to double check that. I apologize. 
Um, but like for a while, it was like something every day with them. And like those things, because there's more releases happening, we're also having more positive things pop up, like a, what we'll call in some respect at the game store supporting developers. Like, hey, that's, this is a talking yeah. point. Let's talk about why this is good or bad. And we'll also have things happening like a Fallout launch that also has a long tail of issues that people are just like, what is happening? You know? So I think yeah. that's why you and I just aren't starved for content. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's, and it's, de- it's definitely been cool also. Cause I think gamers um, are going to have a surprise. Cause I think a lot of them, they don't, they understand it's going to be a big February, but I mm-hmm. think it's going to be cool because a lot of them know as well as we do that there's that downtime. And I don't think it's actually going to be here now. Are all the games going to be good? Negative. <laughs> no, nope. but and that's the thing. When you look at February, when it's loaded with, was it like Metro? There's some, yeah, there's some, que- there's Metro, but then there's Crackdown. We don't know where that is, yeah, even though some Far people Cry. seem to have really liked it. You got Far Cry. Yeah. So it's like, it could be one of those ones where, you know, Metacritics. Yeah. Fucking... Cause I was, th- I, it kind of hit me the other night and it wasn't even like a negative thought, but I was looking at February and I was like, not every single one of these games is going to be good. One of yeah. these is going to fail. It's like, which is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, what would break my heart the most of it is if Metro failed. Because I, I, I have high hopes for that game. I just don't think it will. But that's just me. I, I, the I, thing I, is, I mean, when I played it as a Metro fan, like, I love the Metro series. Because it's the closest thing for a while we had to Fallout. When Fallout was non-existent, but Metro also stood on its own, had great storytelling in Last Light. And when I played Exodus, it was just... I'm usually not turned off by jank and clunkiness but this was like very weighted uh not in a realistic manner either you you just part of it i didn't have time to learn you know a lot of the mechanics to to scavenge and stuff but i ran out of ammo really fast and they'd send like 40 enemies my way it was it was one of the few demos i've ever gone out of my way to play at like a an e3 or uh pax or something and i kind of got frustrated in that short period of time oh interesting never has that really happened to me so exodus my hype's not gone but it's definitely very tempered right now because that's a game that i don't want to have i don't want any game to fail but um that's a game that i definitely want to see succeed but what i played was not encouraging environmentally it was exploration wise it was it was very reminiscent of a stalker game but uh yeah you know and anthem looks solid fundamentally but you know Bioware announcing Dragon Age Four, man. That that's not that that says to me we're not confident in Anthem. I'm just like, yeah, oh I, have no, I have no clue what was going on with that. Um, I, An- Anthem, dude, another online shooter. Like, oh man, I, I don't know what to even think of that. Like, yeah, right. And then Far Cry, I looked at that. Far Cry, what was that called? Far New Dawn. Far, uh, New Dawn. Smart way to take. What happened, we won't spoil it, but what happened at the end of Far Cry 5 and kind yeah, of right. carry it into a, a new game a little bit sooner than I expected, way sooner than I expected. But even that game had some cool weapons. It, it reminded me, I'm going to be honest, Carrick, it reminded me a lot of Primal in a sense where it had some cool things. Like mm-hmm. when I saw Primal for the first time, you saw a spear in hand, you're like, that's cool. Like in New Dawn, I saw the, the, the crossbow with like the saw blade, and I was like, that's a really nice weapon that I want in like every video game for the rest right. of history. <laughs> but uh, then you see, for me personally, this is just a taste thing. I saw the environments. I was like, okay, it looks pretty, but th- the world is supposed to be destroyed. It's supposed to be wrecked. And right. to me, you don't sell 
that it, or depict the feeling of wrecked, of hopelessness when I'm walking through colorful flowers and houses are glowing with purple and red. It, I know they try to sell overgrown, but there's ways of doing it without sacrificing beauty. Games, yeah. I think Fallout 3 is a great example of a title. Yes, it, it's very ugly in a sense, but it's beautiful. It's a destructive beauty, right? It's there. There is beauty that's taken away from the world in how it shows itself to you. Um, when you walk into like the trenches um, and, and you kind of get a good view of everything the wasteland's kind of holding for you, I, I just something like that. It's like this is beautiful in its own strange, twisted way. And I think a lot of developers get caught up in like, well, this has to. You get what I'm saying? Like, this has to be presented in a pretty way and get all touched up, and it's like... So, I I would agree with you until the Game Awards, and here's Mm -hmm. why. Rage 2 showed a shit ton of jungle. Right. So, I, I guess I just have to see, like... I have to see their explanation of how many nukes went off. That's, like, if one went off, you're fine. Because, I mean, even Hiroshima grew trees back after 40 years. And I think it's supposed to be 40 years. Mm. Which is, the, so, the question, though, is, is at the end, the guy comes around, the main bad guy from Far Cry 5, right? Yeah, five, yeah. Comes around, and you can't tell if it's a dream or if it's really him. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see what that is. I agree with the colors. Uh, I think it's completely in lock, stock, and barrel for these guys because Blood Dragon was neon blues and neon purples. That was their thing. Primal was crimsons and golds. There was a huge color choice for that game. Right. And then now you have New Dawn, pink fucking lettering, which confused the fuck out of me when I first Rage saw it. Rage 2 as well. I was, pink. Something Rage 2, yeah. pink. Something with pink. That's why I'm actually interested in seeing what they're doing with the color mm-hmm. because rage is the same exact thing where there's these bright and I can't tell is it like oh this is a sign of the rebellion we do pink because you can see it from a mile away that that might be true for um mostly for rage too but I don't think it's true for far cry right. because the ground had purple they 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 like to fuck around though mm-hmm. with their color schemes that when you get into the game it's not necessarily as blown out as they show in like their trailers. And that happened with five. I remember when five's trailers first came and there was a lot of CGI and stuff. And it looked, it was still colorful by all means, but it wasn't as like, I guess bombastically colorful as their, their trailers would, would show. So, I, but I agree with you. I can I, I, honestly, I some agree. of my criticisms might end up being tempered because I've, I've heard, I'm not hundred percent sure. can't confirm this at this point in time as we record this, but I think that this Far Cry is not going to be $60. It's I, not. It's not. No, okay. they, they, for sure not. It's that definitely tempers a lot of what I say then because we're not paying the full $60 AAA price tag. If it's like 30 yeah. or 40 you know, that's something that I'm willing to yeah, be way changes more flexible your, with. Yeah, it changes your opinion. Well, I'm not paying it. as and much I'm, out of pocket for it, right? Exactly. Like, it, you have to expect less from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd all be buying Lambos because they cost <laughs> the fucking, you know, they cost what a Pinto costs. Um. Yeah, there's that, and then there's also the fact that uh, you know there's a good chance they'll reuse the same, the same location, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Because they got the same people, right? For sure. So people will be pissed that the map is somewhat the same. It's like, well, if it's in the same location, it's going to be. I'm sure they'll change the ground because it's been 40 years, mm-hmm. but 
there's a lot of things that I think fits a $40 game. I'm actually really happy it's 40 by the way, and I'm happy it's coming right, right then. I'm okay with those things. The price fits. If yeah, they were saying 60 pick up kind of in bundles. Yeah, and, and, and that's okay. Uh, like, once we start seeing them say full price and blah, 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 then, yeah, I mean, it's not like it can't be amazing, but then you do hold it at a higher standard. You do, mm-hmm. because it's money. Right. You you worked more to buy more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's yeah. the way it is. With your Rage 2, you, you made a good point, because you're like, well, Rage 2 has jungles. Rage 2 is very pretty in some sense. I think it's because... The environments I saw in Far Cry New Dawn, there was one really cool place that even, like, I, I verbally said to myself, sitting right at my desk watching it, uh, they went into, like, an amusement park, and there was, like, overgrown, oh, it actually looked yeah. rusted out, and I was like, I straight up said, this looks cool. But there a lot of the environments I did see in Far Cry didn't look like a place that just barely survived a nuclear destruction and is now rebuilding or some form. Where Rage 2, there is, like, the jungle, which is very... It was dense. It was colorful. But then there were parts that were complete... Almost like Mad Max. Like, there was just sand Yeah, dunes. for sure. And, and then, like, yeah. you'd see, like, a small structure just erected barely, you know, barely standing. And yet, that still looked pretty because of things like lighting, uh, little little use of color on, like, the rust of this object, um, the... Also, that I call it like a fallout type of environmental design where you see a building of what it once was and how it's been uh, efficiently restructured, restructured yeah. and patched up to what it is now where, you know, oh, this used to be a bank. Now it's a Raider base because, like, the top fell over and it provides, like, excellent cover and oversight. Right. Something like that. Uh, I feel like Rage 2 channels a lot of that very well. Um, not that we can speak for either one being better than the other because uh, – well, we, we don't have the full game for either. And also, Rage 2 is going to be a $60 game, right? So there's more. And the trailer just that. came out. There's almost no. There was just a tiny bit of gameplay in that fucking uh, Far Cry mm-hmm. trailer, too. Mm-hmm. So we will never. But Far know, Cry did you know? have uh, a similar thing with uh, the Outer. I always call this the Outer Realms for some reason. The Outer Worlds, where gameplay dropped the next day, and there was a good amount of it. And a lot of people were pretty displeased with it because they were like, oh, it's a Far Cry 5 reskin. I'm like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it oh, is oh new dawns i didn't see any new dawn content today yeah there's there's a good amount okay, cool. of gameplay i'll out go there check oh check awesome out. yeah cool. that's how cool. i saw like the the environments for um for the the roller coaster which is probably the coolest area uh it looks it looks all right you know that's how i define it, it, it i was interested on premise alone i like how they're continuing the story of five i like that it's forty dollars i'm def- that definitely lets me loosen up a little bit uh more right. willing to enjoy it at a cheaper price but um when it comes to reskinning and stuff, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. That's pretty much all I'm we just got, looking real quick. Eight minutes of gameplay, US Gamer. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah, there's... What I need to know about this game, mm-hmm. they need to do a good job of explaining, like, how many years it is after, how many bombs went off. Because... People get the idea, they see Hiroshima, and then they don't realize how quickly Hiroshima is rebuilt, for example. Right. And and how quick wildlife will come back. So, like this, though, just me saying, this is way too, way too, there's way too much grass and shit for me to like, because I'm just seeing this for the first time. There's way too much grass in me uh, that I'm seeing for me to go, oh, that does look like it had a nuke even, you know, 40 years ago. It looks, it looks odd. 
I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would agree with that, definitely, that there's... It just yeah, doesn't. It's a it's an awesome idea. Far Cry post apocalyptic, really awesome. But they really want to sell its post apocalyptic, right? In more than just like the one area I saw. Like I want to feel like I'm in a destroyed exactly. area. And I think just like I love the idea. It's I didn't expect it at all. To tell you the truth, I thought it was going to be just like Far Cry Six, another standalone story somewhere else. I I like what they're doing. It's a really cool idea. A good way to carry on the story and do almost like what Bethesda did with Dishonored. Right, like, hey, let's wrap up this story with like a smaller uh, sequential story. release. Yeah, I, I really liked that. So I hope Far Cry kind of carries the torch a little bit, but I, I just wasn't convinced by its environments. So the weird thing is, is also Far Cry's in Montana, right, or Idaho? Uh, Montana. So I just happened to know this because I just looked up like where nukes are aimed and how they would go off and who would mm. be the safest. Montana's considered one of the safest places now they launched a bomb so we know that at least one landed somewhere nearby i'm wondering if they're going for more of a mad max rule rule is over there's no rulership anymore there's no military there's no police forces and that's why what we're seeing is a different style where we're seeing this is just montana now without any worry that a sheriff is going to show up without any worry that this kind of stuff is going to happen and um you know, the uh, you've never seen the show, I don't think, because I think we've talked about it before. But um, like Justified or Longmire, which are TV shows that show outskirt towns. Okay. And those outskirt towns have some pretty crazy shit that occurs. Gotcha. Because like it takes like there's not, you know, 5,000 people, one cop. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, that doesn't mathematically that doesn't work out. Like he's not going to be able to catch all that shit. So I'm wondering if they're not going for the Mad Max thing at all. And they're blasted earth kind of thing. And they're simply going for this is a this is a solitary area. I'm not saying this is a good design. I'm saying I I'm yeah, thinking no, that's what they're going for. for. Thought, easily. Yeah, and I think I won't like it as much. And the reason why is because I felt like Far Cry five was already like this. Far Cry five felt weird. Crazy shit was happening and they send in like a couple dudes. They're like, yeah. ah, Get in there with a couple guys. It, we've already seen with the way the United States is, if you were going to fuck somebody over, they'd just be like, send 8,000 tanks <laughs> to, mm. to Oregon. That Far Cry 5 never felt correct in, the, in what was going on and the anarchy. Because remember Far Cry 5, dude? You'd blow up a semi, which would light a fucking house on fire. There's like, just so much chain reaction it, in the game. It was boy. chain re- Yeah, and you're like, is, there's a satellite would look down and go what the fuck is happening right send people so yeah man i'm I'm, i gotta say this has sort of burned me because well i'll 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 wait for it to happen um yeah obviously we'll give it a fair it feels too close to far cry 5 for me if that or if that's what they do yeah exactly i was excited by premise as i said but um knowing ubisoft they've always been good with early stuff i'm sure they'll have some type of event for people to come give it a whirl um, so maybe something like Wait. that. Weren't we invited? Didn't YouTubers get invited? I thought I got invited to some different game. I... Different game. I know what you're thinking of. Different game. Same company though. Same. Or am company. I going crazy? Same. Company. Same company. Different okay, game. great. Yep. I know what you're thinking of. Fucking. Well, you have to remind me what game that was because I just, I just, I, mm-hmm. I always refuse. But yeah. Um, if it was like Watch Dogs Three, I might go. But um, <laughs> no. yeah, remind me please when we gotcha. get done because yeah. I have, I can't fucking. Remember. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, could, we could do it right after this because I, I think we're out of topics anyway, so. Jesus Christ, it's already four. Yeah. AKA seven for me. 
Oh yeah, no shit. You got any good plans? <laughs> you guys gonna go out and do anything? You gonna watch a movie? No, cool. tonight I am. I'm gonna edit one more video after this. Um, oh, for the patrons, because Friday is kind of like my last day until you know Monday. I like to take weekends yeah. off. This weekend's gonna be a lot of Smash Brothers. I got a Smash Brothers tournament tomorrow for my friends and I. And we're gonna compete. How many people? Uh, just like six of us. So nothing crazy. Oh, that's a still a that's still a large amount. How many people can play Smash Brothers at the same time? I don't know if they have the eight-player Smash thing that they had in Smash Four. I mean, we're probably gonna do four anyway and just cycle. Okay. But um, I'm excited anyway, just because awards. No awards. No awards. No, no. We're, no we're, my friend group and I are very extra. We like to do stuff like that. But this was just kind of like last week we slapped it together. Hey, let's let's get together and play Smash the day after it comes out. Because today today exactly. is supposed to be training day, which I've done nothing but edit all day so i'm definitely going to be behind on that but um i know my friend brian and Vinny. they're they're all they're both like naturally good at smash they're they're the people i always compete with in fighting games because i told you this story you know they 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 destroy me early on i have resilience and willpower i push on through and uh, eventually i come back while they taper off happens every time that's awesome I'm trying to change. Yeah, I'm trying to change the narrative here and come in one night and just be like, "This is my fucking game, bitch," and just yeah, own from day one. (laughs) Do the thing where you sort of are testing them, not not showing them how good you are. You're sort of watching to see, you know, how quick Mm -hmm. they're reacting to stuff, and then pull it off and be like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Um, we made for rewards one time. We did. uh, I don't know if you played Burnout Paradise. I can't remember if if you played that, but. Uh, no, the the old the one. Original the original one? Yeah, when I was yeah. younger, yeah. So we invited a bunch of people over. We had like 12 people, and we made we bought a bunch of Matchbox cars, like oh, racing, shit. like the Lamborghinis. And what we found was the best way to make an, a trophy was to buy, of all things, very cheap vases for flowers, flip them over, and when you flip them over, they're a perfect pedestal. Mm-hmm. So you flip them over, and I would put, like, I would smash the fucking Matchbox car I was lighting them on fire. I was just damaged. And then I would glue them and I would like title it with a little cheap title or like, you know, best crash or whatever. And we That's had like 50 of these things. Genius. We played. Yeah, we played all night. We had like a huge table with just awards on it. And it was like, okay, I'm the master. I'll tell who uh, I get to decide who wins the awards. I won't play. And like everybody just sit and do crazy shit. Best racer, blah, blah, blah. We had such a good time. And it was cool because you can make awards for cheap. Dollar mm-hmm. store has Vases, Dude, you know, right and matchbox cars, ninety nine cents, right? <laughs> Turkey Bowl MVP, yeah, it, right here. There you go. That's exactly right. Trophy. Yeah, yeah, ten dollar trophy. So, um, but I've found that like those are what breeds memories. Like, matter of fact, one of my friends just was like, "Dude, I still have your trophy on my like on the side of my bed, like it's right there. <laughs> it's like it's a matchbox car that I I shoved down, smashed, and then put in a compressor for reasons I have no clue. But yeah, that's awesome, man. So I'm, I'm I'm jealous. We don't get a chance to do that very often. We're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, neither do I. It's just, it's it's stuff that um because they you know I, like, like I, we all shit. work so completely different jobs and and have different time schedules that it's very rare we all get together. So yeah. Yeah. Are you doing anything yeah, cool this weekend? Cool. We're doing hero clicks tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be fun because I haven't done that. In, like I I realized like time goes by. I don't know how fast it goes for you, but I'll, I'll like my friend will be all you want to do something. I'll be all uh. Maybe and I'll be like, okay, well, it's been three months. You're like, what? Because it That's has. My friend it's been Vinny like... and I we're, we're best friends, but I haven't seen him in like two months because he's just he's yeah. got school and work, and I'm just and like we'll say, hey, let's get together, and then we realize that oh, it's been like two months. Yeah, we haven't gotten yeah, together so we're since do... the McGregor fight. That's when I last saw him. 
Oh, you know what? That's funny. You mentioned that. That's when I saw not this group, but the only other group of friends was that man. That was man. It was disappointing on so many levels. Good <laughs> fight still, but disappointing on on hundreds of levels. But yeah, the UFCs. Levels, yeah. yeah, professional levels more than anything for sure. All right. Well, we hope the listener enjoyed episode 181 of the Ham Radio podcast. Lots of good discussion here. Carrick, thank you once again for joining me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just uh, want to say a, a huge shout out and thank you to, to all the, the, the patrons and the viewers who listen to our show every day. Um, we average about just over 10,000 listeners every week consistently, which, you know, that's not Damn. the biggest number, but I think that's awesome that you No, guys I think are that's so an cons- amazing number, dude. I just think Come it's on. crazy how consistent people are. That's what I... That's I, awesome. Yeah, I just, I love it. I, and so we want to thank you guys for taking the time to sit down, listen to our that's thoughts, and, and just be a part of the show in any way, shape, or form. We love interacting with you all, and uh, it makes it makes sitting down for these really, really exciting. It's it's not just about us. It's, it's about you guys, too. So uh, a big thank you to all of you out there. And once again, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next week. Peace out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.